Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Upstate Unconventional. I'm your host, Nico. As always, if you had a paranormal or a spiritual experience and you'd like to be on the show, or you just want to come on and talk about some unconventional topics, send me an email at upstateunconventional at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional and send me a DM there and we'll figure something out and get you on the show. So, um, yeah, like I did uh, last episode, I'm going to do a few more shout outs uh, for just podcasts, friends and some stuff I like. Um, just so you guys, cause I get a lot of emails about people or not emails, but uh, messages on Instagram, people saying like, what other podcasts do you, do you listen to and stuff like that? So yeah, as always, I'm going to shout out my friends, Matt from the great deception, uh, Davey over at the red pill cartel, Ryan over at dangerous world and, uh, random Randy at the red thread podcast. Um, some other shows I listen to. I love uh, the Wicked Planet podcast with Ron from New England, and one I just started listening to. I don't I don't know this person, but the podcast is uh, called What Magic Is This, and it's a pretty cool podcast where he goes over like a lot of history of uh, magic and stuff like that, which pretty pretty interesting stuff. And uh, that guy's name is Doug. Again, I don't know him personally, but uh, I and I've been enjoying his show a lot. Um, anyway, so for this episode, I've got my new buddy Ghost from uh, my Third Eye podcast. He also hosts the popular Friday Night Talk at the Tavern, and I've been on that several times. And I had to miss the last two for uh, personal reasons and whatnot. But I'll be on again this well, today's Thursday, so yeah, I'll be on Friday. But um, yeah, Ghost's a really nice guy, and I, I highly recommend everyone check out his show, My Third Eye Podcast. He's got, for for a newer show, he's got some awesome episodes out already, and yeah, he's just a really, really great guy to talk to. Um, <laughs> this conversation went over two hours, and we probably could have kept talking, but my dogs finally interrupted at the end there and told me they had to go out, but uh yeah, I could talk to this guy for hours, and uh, I, again, just go check out his show. It's a great show, and check out the uh, talks at the tavern because there, there's some pretty profound conversations we've had on that, and uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. Anyway, he's uh, check out his podcast. Look at all his uh, social media. He's on Instagram, YouTube, Telegram, Twitter, everything. But uh, yeah, enjoy the episode, guys. He's got some cool paranormal experiences and we talk about being an empath and a bunch of other stuff so enjoy the episode and i'll see you on the next one ladies and gentlemen welcome to upstate unconventional tonight i have a very special guest he is the host of my third eye podcast and also the host of the very popular talk at the tavern on friday nights uh ghost how you doing hey, tonight? I'm doing good. <laughs> like I was telling you a little bit ago, full belly. So uh, feasted like a Viking today. You deserve it, man. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah it's, like... it's not often I get to go out and grub down like that. Yeah. You got to, you got to celebrate the anniversaries, you know, and just definitely. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, man, this is, uh, I, I heard you on Davey Wavy show. And mm-hmm. I had to reach out to you because you were talking about being an empath and everything. And 
we just hit it off and we just started talking. Uh, you invited yeah. me onto your show, talk at the tavern. It's been always a pleasure. So I thank you for that. And yeah, uh, thank you always for coming when, <laughs> when you, when you can make it, you know, it's not, I don't ever, I send out the invitations. I don't always ever expect everybody to think that it's a, uh, that they're committed to it. You know what I mean? It's just an open invitation. You know, certain select few do have a, a an open invitation. You're one of them. Um, that I just always make sure you get the invitation, but, uh, don't ever always feel like you, you know, you're obligated, but, uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I appreciate and, it. Man. And I, it, you know, the conversations ran just like, you know, a tavern would be, you know, I mean? like Friday night, you know, you're just sitting there, whether you're drinking a soda, a beer, you know, having some, you know, herb or whatever the case may be. And just, just having a talk, you know, and just let a conversation go where it goes. And, usually it ends up being a lot of fun and, and many hours. So, yeah. And it's always a blast. And it's what I like too, is <clears throat> that like nostalgia feel of going out to the bar on Friday night, you know, mm -hmm. it just, it's cool. And yeah, that's, that's something I haven't done in many, many years. I haven't, yeah. uh, bars yeah. just, uh, yeah. <laughs> once my son was born, I mean, I quit drinking before he was born, but you know, after he was born, it's just like, non-stop you don't get to do anything fun if you get right. a saturday night <laughs> like yeah. i have tonight <laughs> but it's just, it's uh i wouldn't trade it for the world though but yeah i do appreciate that and we always have an awesome conversation on there and uh yeah so i guess before we start jumping into some paranormal and some empath topics and whatnot uh I, i'll just have you tell my audience a little bit about you and your show how you got started and then we'll start diving into the heavy topics all right. Well, as you said, I'm Ghost from My Third Eye Podcast. Uh, you can find me anywhere you can uh, get a podcast nowadays. Uh, I have an email if you want to reach out to me. Uh, we we talk about anything on the show. Um, so, what if you think you have valuable information? You know, My Third Eye Pod at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at My Third Eye Podcast. You, you know, direct message me there. Uh, T.me forward slash My Third Eye Pod. pod sorry and uh i i do have a youtube uh go, you can go check that out i upload you know certain episodes that you know the guests give me permission um i have one on there that that's received a lot of love uh lines of destiny which hopefully i have some audio being worked on for a good intro for that so once that comes back i'm gonna finally release it uh I, I put that up there and it's gotten I think I want to say like 4.7 K views and how it, it blew me away. I was just like, Holy shit. So thank everybody for the love that they, <laughs> that they've, they've shown for that. And, and mainly Alan's work because I, on that interview, I didn't really talk too much because he, every question I knew I had, he would, he would eventually answer. So, you know, that's a little bit about me, you know, like you said, uh, you heard me on Davey wavy, you know, he kind of, interviewed me and you know I, I never really thought people wanted to hear my paranormal stuff you know I'm just an average Joe I got into the podcast game back in October thanks to uh what I consider a good friend really good friend now uh Ryan Dean from Dangerous World Podcast and uh he helped me out a lot and we've done some side projects together as well um we did uh we just did one on detoxing your body which you know, his show being a lot bigger, he's, he's had a lot of people reach out to him and, uh, you know, ask some good questions. And, you know, we were able to 
forward on some some good information. My dumbass though, when I went to edit everything, I had the you know your normal opening you know monologue and and everything. You put your music to it, hit a, hit you know export as MP3. Thought I did, went to upload it, and here it was the raw MP3 file. But <laughs> I. I only found that out just the other day and I was like, well, I'm not going to take it down now. Everybody's listening to it. So whatever it is what it is. Yeah, man, that's all part of the learning curve. I, I still mess stuff up all the time, but yeah, let, let's give a big shout out to Ryan because he likes to act like he's this big tough guy that's, you know, yeah, <laughs> but he, he's got a heart of gold and he, he really goes out of his way to help everyone. And he does. And that's what a lot of people <clears throat> don't see. You know what I mean? You know, they think, well, man, he's got this, you know, fairly decent sized podcast. You know, I, I, in my eyes before you know i ever got in the game i it, to me he was a big big name in the podcast game you know i always listened and uh and lately i've, I've kind of sitting back and take taking your advice and i don't really listen to the the bigger ones i listen to to what i call our click you know what i mean like your show um matt show his uh dangerous world davies you know just all, support us guys you know and i think uh our circle has a little little I don't know, ax to grind something to prove that, that we, we can hang with the big dogs. So, well, yeah. And yeah, we're all, we're we all are. on the East coast, man. We got to yeah. stick together. And it's that East coast mentality too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and nothing's going to hold us back No, But um, yeah, man, your show's awesome. I mean, I love, I've listened to just about every episode. I got to listen to the new one still, but uh, appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, we can get into, you've had a couple of guests on about Sasquatch. That's a mm-hmm. topic that's uh pretty near and dear to my heart recently and uh yeah i mean let's just let's just jump into it i, I guess we'll start with uh the empath stuff because that's kind of how we connected and yeah. you know me i just my wife is an empath and she like for the last five years now she's kind of hinted that i've had some of these traits but uh i never put much thought into it or anything like that and then in the last four months or so I've had a couple different people reach out and tell me the same thing. And I, again, I still haven't dove too deep into the topic, but I'm curious to see or hear what your, what your path has been with that. And when did you kind of figure this out? What does it mean to you? Mm, that's a very good question. Um, <clears throat> I think one of the few t- first, first times we ever um, talked uh, at the tavern um, towards the end of the night, I think I, you know, I picked up, I like, there, there was something about you. Like I could feel a connection there through the energy. And when I first discovered, discovered it was probably within the last year, year and a half that it was given a title to me. You know, I just always knew I picked up on energy and didn't really know what that meant. Cause like you could go out and you could be shopping and you know, all of a sudden you're getting this rush of weird excitement that you, your body just basically your mind doesn't know what to do. Like you think you're kind of having a panic attack, but you're not having a panic attack. And, but at your the same time, you're, yeah. And you're hearing all these conversations all, all at once, just like spinning around your head, just going and going and going. And this happened, this has been part of my life for years. And, you know, you, you, develop coping mechanisms, I guess you could say for it, you know, you learn to put your nose and eyes straight forward, look at the ground, go into the store, get what you need and get the hell out of there. And then 
like I said, it was about a year, year and a half ago. Um, wow, that's funny. Uh, we're sitting here talking, going to be talking about paranormal and uh, my, uh, my webcam light just turned on by itself and you have to actually touch it. So that's weird. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> it happens. It's happened with a couple guests. Some weird yeah. little stuff is, but we'll we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, it was pointed out to me. They're like, "No, you're that, that you're an empath," and I'm like, "But I don't really have empathy for other people." And they're like, "No, that's not what it's all about." You know that some people do. You know that is a that is a strong trait, but it's not the trait. And I think that's where a lot of people with talking about being an empath think that oh you're super caring about everybody and everybody's emotions not really i can pick up on your energy that doesn't necessarily mean i let it directly affect me to the point where i need to care and worry about you you know if you're in my inner circle absolutely i will and you know reach out do you need to talk you know whatever you know someone's going through something but you know um my my thing that I've always kind of been able to do, and I did this with Davey Wavy. Uh, I can, if I'm talking with somebody for a while, and if I really let the energy just kind of flow through me and not stop it, I can start picking up on colors that might be around you or on your persons, or, and it could be just something small, like, hey, you have navy blue somewhere on you, or something, something navy blues pop, pop into my head that's coming from you. And they might have like one little, you know, tag on their, their clothes and it's Navy blue, you know? Yeah. And I don't know what that means. You know, I've, I've had a guest on and she said, well, maybe try focusing on what those colors mean. Like if you're picking up on certain colors, you know, everybody goes, Oh, can you see people's auras? No, I've never personally seen anybody's aura, but she had maybe hinted maybe that is your way of picking up on their aura, you know, because every, not every, not every time I see the same color with somebody, it's always just kind of like a random color. You know, um, I had the, uh, the gold pill podcast on and Meredith was sitting there and I said, you have something, um, I think it was green. It was either green or red. I'd, I have to go back and listen. This was a couple months ago. And, uh, she's like, Oh, yeah, I do. It's all my Christmas stuff's over behind here. And it was completely out of camera sight. And she was just like, that's kind of weird. I was like, it just came to me. I don't know. I, I, I need to figure out how to use that for good. <laughs> and then, you know, then that kind of can lead into if you're an empath and you pick up on some of these um, energies or colors or whatnot, I tend to think that blends over into my dreams to an extent. Um, I'm not saying I, I can predict things, but I, I've within the last few months have kind of started analyzing what my dreams might be foreshadowing or telling of something that either a happened to someone in my circle or me in the past, present or future, you know, it, and like I'm, I'm new, I'm new at it. So I, you know, I just kind of, okay, maybe it could be this, it could be that, you know, there for a while when I was, you know, out foraging for mushrooms a lot, I was having a lot of mushroom dr dreams of gourmet mushrooms, not the trippy kind. And I would always get, it was like, I'd, I'd go out after having one of those dreams. And I knew almost immediately 
once I got there, if I was going to find any or not. And, and like I said, I don't know, was that what that dream was meaning or was it just mushrooms were on my mind all the time? You know what I mean? It's hard to say, but you know, it's a weird thing. And it is, it's almost a form of manifestation and premonition at the same time. It's hard to pinpoint exactly, but I know what you're talking about. And I'm the same way. I need to start really uh, writing my dreams down because I have a lot of weird ones and stuff that's like really like I talk about some of the bigger ones that have happened that I'll never forget. They're kind of burned Mm -hmm. into my memory, but there's so many weird little ones with people I know personally and things like that, like friends from the past and everything that pop up into dreams. And then I end up talking with them and it's, it's bizarre, but yeah, I kind of had a a weird thing happen uh, today. And my wife is the one that's pointed it out and she's noticed a big change. And I, and I think doing this podcast has really brought me, out of my shell in a way that I, I never really used to be. Um, we went, when we went to the roadhouse, you know, it was like an hour away, but they hit, you can go right up to the bar. So that's where we went. Like, I don't care. You know, we're here for food, I, whatever. And I started shooting the shit with the guy next to me. You know, we had a great conversation turned into a, talking about my podcast. Then we talked about detoxing and um, I don't get real personal with my personal life, but um I don't really have a good relationship with my mom or my sister and just reasons, you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it is what it is. It, and it don't bother me. Well, we're sitting there and my wife goes, that's your sister over there. I was like, I looked over. I'm like, Oh, that's weird. I was like, all right. Well, she comes by and my wife, you know, she always, you know, like the peacekeeper, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, hi, you know, hi, how are you? And she's like, good. You know, my wife's like, when did you start? And she's like, today, today's my first. And we went there today. And she goes, what, what do you think that means to you? And I sat there for a second. I said, you know, I'd have to sit back and analyze this because it could mean a lot of things. Maybe it means I need to bury the hatchet and, you know, mend that relationship or, you know, let it be what it is and know that we can be present and don't have to talk you know what i mean whatever like i said i gotta i i gotta you know analyze it more but it was just kind of one of those odd things and it was like okay you know the universe is telling me something i i probably should pay attention to this uh figure it out you know one of these times and sometimes it likes to slap you in the face with it man and (laughs) oh yeah big time (laughs) you know like after the show we can talk about some other stuff too with that but like yeah it just I, I don't know what to tell you. It just, it had, I, I firmly believe that everything does happen for a reason. So, you know, it, it'll come to you and you'll figure oh, yeah. out what the, what the meaning of that was, but it's just, yeah, it, it likes to slap you in the face with things. And it's like, I, I just equate it to like the mama bird pushing the baby out of the nest. Like yeah, you, you got to learn how, yep. You're going <laughs> to learn. There you go. But <clears throat> yeah. So man. I had a story I wanted to tell you that, um, came with how uh from last weekend and yes i said i want to wait till we record because a i was too lazy to type it out even though i could have just hit the record button and recorded my voice <laughs> i i kind of wanted to save it for this as well so there's this holistic uh store that opened up in the town you know across the river from me and anybody that's familiar with my podcast knows i live along the susquehanna river and anybody that's familiar with michael wan's work it 
hold some, you know, spiritual and, you know, some power, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm always around, you know, we take the dog swimming in it. But anyway, back to the, my point, we were out doing some running around. And I, I said, you know what, I, I want to stop over at that store. And my wife's like, well, okay. She's like, I don't really feel like going in. Is that going to be a problem? I said, no, no. So I go over there and I was like, oh, it looks closed. And she goes, no, the lights are on. I was like, okay. So I put money in the meter, walked down, opened the door, didn't even look at the sign because apparently she had the sign flipped that they were closed, but I didn't look at that. <laughs> Open it up and the lady's in there and her with her husband and she kind of looks at me. And she's like, uh, can I help you? We're, we're closed. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, I'll come back at another time. I said, I just kind of wanted to come over here and, you know, get a feel for this, and, you know ask you a few questions and she's like no you can stay is there is there something you want I said well there's kind of a few things I want you know and she's like okay well come on in and and I was like no I can come back and she's like no come in I was like okay so this was I guess they closed at three I I got there um, at three or a little after and I said do you have any crystals and she's like yes we have crystals I said how about tarot Yes, we have tarot. And I said, the reason I ask, I said, I, I have a podcast and I'm, I'm into this. And I knew I'm recently discovered that she goes, you're an empath. And I went, what? I, yeah. Yeah, I am. And she goes, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a psychic medium. I'm like, oh, okay. So we started having a conversation and next thing you know, I'm having a conversation with this lady, you know, cause I was like, you know, if you have a website, you know, I'd, I'd like to, you know, plug your stuff on my, my podcast, get you some business and what have you. And she goes, well, we don't have one yet. Um, this and that. And next thing you know, we're, I'm standing there almost having an interview with her right on the spotlight. I'm like, how did you get into this? And she's telling me, you know, her whole life thing on how she got into it and, you know, being a, a medium and this and that. And, you know, I'm explaining my journey. And she goes, and she walks me over and she goes, here's the crystals. Uh, you're looking for black tourmaline, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I am actually. That was one of the ones that was suggested to me. I said, I was told with being an empath, I should, you know, use my left hand and, you know, hold them or just feel the energy. And she goes, yeah, go ahead, do it. One, one, you'll pick the right one. So I did, I picked one and, you know, I, I have it in my hand right now. And so I go up and I go, so back to the tarot. And she goes, yeah, what, what kind of deck are you looking for? I said, well, I have a friend that does a podcast. I said, uh, you know, he, he, he's an ex um, secret, secret society member. Uh, he was part of the OTO. He recommended the Golden Dawn deck. And she goes, whoa, that's a little dark for a beginner. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. That's just what he recommended. She goes, well, here's a couple that I use. And then she recommended this beginner one. And I was like, okay. And I picked it up and I was like, eh, this feels good. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it. And then having talked to, who the hell was it? Oh, it was Lux that pointed it out because I had asked um, Meredith from the gold pill. I I'd mess, showed her a picture or whatever. And she goes, oh, that's awesome. I said, now, I, I heard the rumor is it's better to be gifted one than to buy one. And I told Lux, you know, that I got a tarot deck. And I gave my 
a real not this detailed a story but uh and he goes well in a roundabout way you were she did gift that to you because she suggested that deck for you and you didn't get the deck that you initially went in there to get you got that deck and that deck spoke to you and i was like oh shit i didn't even think of it that way and next thing you know it's almost like 45 minutes went by i come walking out my wife's like were you in there the whole time i'm like yeah yeah that was really exciting that was a good time and i i told her the story and she's like okay all right i'm here i'm i'm here with you i'm i'm riding this 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 journey train with you so <laughs> and and she's in, into that too because she's uh she's a massage therapist she doesn't practice anymore but she went to the school of healing arts so she's familiar with you know using crystals and and stuff like that she's not super knowledgeable on the astrology side or the tarot side or whatnot but her teacher um what is you know still is and um i still want to keep bugging her i'm like can you get me in contact with your teacher because i want to talk to her i want to even if she doesn't want to come on the show i just want to sit down and have a conversation you know and maybe help me figure out this whole empath thing because you know i pick up on things take it back to that and but at the end of the day um I walk away scratching my head more often than not, because it's like, why did I feel pick up on that energy? And, or why did that energy hit me like this with the intent for me to lower my vibration and maybe make me angry, but yet somehow I was able to deflect it and still vibe high and, you know, let it roll off my, my back and, you know, be like, you know, screw it, you know? not going to let it happen. So I don't, I don't know. That's just, it's, it, it's odd. It's weird. It is. And uh, yeah, we, we got to break that down a little bit, but with the empath stuff, I think it's a, a form of, like you said earlier, like a coping mechanism. Cause like for me, I was always very, very shy as a kid. I, I always would get very, you know, I'd cry a lot in like school and stuff, any little thing like kind of set me off and I would just shut in you know, go into my shell or whatever. And, uh, you just kind of learn to deal with it. You know, I, I, it's the mm -hmm. only way you can describe it. It's like, you're walking through a store, you hear nine different conversations going on. They're all at once, but you can hear them individually too. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the hardest thing to explain to someone that doesn't have this, but it's like, you just have to, for me, I can just kind of like hum a song or something and just kind of, right get myself out of it and just not focus or just become hyper-focused like you said on what you're going in there for mm -hmm. and things like that um i have found myself paying more attention to the songs that are playing in the store mm -hmm. and kind of tuning in to, to that has seemed to help because you said about humming and i was like oh that's weird he says that because you know last month or so i've been kind of more listening to the music because before i who pays attention to the grocery store music or whatever right. you know what i mean but i started tuning into it and it was like okay you know i can kind of focus on that and now i don't hear all the the conversations and when when you tell somebody that they think you hear every conversation that no you're just hearing different parts of it yeah snap and hit every and it's just all around you and and, and like you said for somebody that doesn't go through it, it, it is hard to explain. And, mm -hmm. and, and you go through it and I'm still having a hard time explaining it to you. You know what I mean? But right. And that's what I try to tell people. Like <clears throat> when I'm on like the, uh, the round tables and stuff, sometimes 
I don't, it's not overwhelming. I don't want to say that, but it's, it's just so fascinating because I'm just so drawn in to what the people are saying. And then sometimes I have to like snap myself and be like, Hey, you, you can speak too. You know, you're a guest. Right. <laughs> you're not just <laughs> listening to this podcast right now, but yeah, it's, it's really, it's challenging, I guess you could say without being dramatic about it, but it's like, yeah. you just have to, the other thing I do too, if I'm not humming a song, I'm having a conversation in my head or I'm just mm. like, you know, doing something to distract myself, like telling a story or going through the list of stuff I need to get or just creating a scenario. It, it's, it sounds borderline insane. You know, it does. <laughs> it does. You know, people would be like, um, can they bring back metal hospitals? Because mm -hmm. these two need to be in one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But and then the other thing that happens to me a lot, <clears throat> not so much if my wife and kids are with me, you know, that's people typically don't do that. But if I'm at work or I'm by myself, people come up and talk to me and <laughs> it's like, I'm not, I like to think I don't put on this like friendly persona, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not in there, like just walking through, like smiling at everyone and but people just come up and they just, or, or standing in line, people just come up and talk to me or they'll ask me if I know where something is. And it's like, I don't work here, you know? right. but then we end up talking or if I'm at work, I'll be in the middle of cleaning a car or pulling a seat out or something. And it's like that people decide right then and there is when they need to come up and start telling you, you know, that they're having trouble with their girlfriend and what should they do? And it's like, I appreciate it, but sometimes it's like, yeah, come on. It's like, Dude, why are you talking to me? Right. And and yeah. I'm the same way. Like my wife says I have resting dick face a lot. And <laughs> maybe that's from, you know, the military, but I, I, I do tend to have, I think that I have a, a look on my face. It's like, you know, just don't talk to me, like leave mm -hmm. me alone. But lately, and this is newer that's happened and like being at the Texas roadhouse, I would have never sat there and had the conversation I did with the guy next to me three, four months ago. And my wife's like, yeah, you probably would have. I said, yeah, if we were there drinking and having a jolly good time, I said, we were there just to eat. I said, mm -hmm. I, in that setting, no, I wouldn't. And she goes, yeah, you're, you're right. You, you wouldn't have. And sat there just, yeah, Hey, da, 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 let's talk, you know? And like I did with the lady that owns the store, you know, I felt compelled that I needed to go there. And even though that they were closed, we had a great conversation and, and information was shared. So yeah, you should try to get her on your show. That would be a. She fun. did say sometime in March she might be available, so I'm hoping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, that's that's interesting. I, again, it's like everything happens for a reason. Why didn't you look at the sign? You know, typically. Mm -hmm. you would, yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, that's fascinating. But um, what? How do you feel with the black tourmaline? Uh, I like it a lot, actually. And the funny thing is when we left today, we, we got, I don't know, maybe about three or four miles from the house. I'm like, Oh shit. My wife goes, what? I said, I forgot my, my, my crystal. I said that it's, I left it sitting beside me. She goes, you'll be fine. I'm with you. I'm like, okay, I'll just concentrate on that. But I, I did, I felt kind of naked because since I've been carrying it around in my pocket, I was going to get one that I could wear around my neck, but with my job, I was too afraid that, yeah, like that. Um, <laughs> I was too afraid, you know, breaking down shingles or pulling siding or whatever, and unload it, it would get caught or 
come out of my shirt or, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't want to risk that, you know, so I got one that I could carry in my pocket. It's still on my body on my persons. So, but I have noticed, um, I don't know if it's made me more open and maybe that's why, you know, some of these, like having that conversation, you know, focusing on, you know, my wife, you know, basically using her as the black tourmaline or whatever, even though she, she's not, but, um, it, it, I, 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 I'm, the negative energy deflects a lot, a lot easier too. I, mm -hmm. I've noticed. And yeah. I teased her. I said, now we can't ever argue. Cause you know, the moment you go to yell at me about being dumb or something, all I'm going to hear is, <laughs> and she's like, oh, ha, 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 you know? And yeah, I said, I'll just see your hand gestures, but no words will come out of your mouth because this will, this will block it. You know, just joking around, you know, yeah. being, being a silly me, you know, I'm, I'm a big goof at heart. So, but uh, no, I like it. I like it a lot. And yeah. I'm kind of feeling compelled to get one to wear around my neck. Um, but I don't know. We'll see where that goes. Cause I want to go back over there and maybe see, cause she had a, a good array of, of different crystals and, you know, hold some and see, see what vibe I get off them. And, you know, and now I want to kind of jump in with this tarot thing too. So yeah, I've been watching a lot of videos on, on YouTube on, on how to, how to read it and how to do it. And yeah. I'll, uh, I'll send you an episode. Can, okay. I just, my dumbass can overcomplicate stuff. Oh yeah. And that's because <laughs> <clears throat> I had, I bought a deck back in, uh, july of this year we were at a crystal shop and i just was compelled to get it it's a classic rider weight deck mm -hmm. and uh you know i let it sit for like a month I, i've told you this story i don't know if i yeah. told it on my show um but yeah i just i let it sit for like a month i never touched it one night i decided to mess around with it shuffled it up and uh just did like a three card spread i didn't look at any instructions or anything I just pulled three cards but as i was shuffling uh, a card jumped out and landed face up and it was the 10 of cups. I was and like, those are the ones you're supposed to pay attention to. Yeah. <laughs> those, those are what, I guess they're your messenger card is what, mm -hmm. what I've heard them described as. And 10 of cups apparently is good. Yes. And it's, it's interesting. Cause like, we'll get into that. So I'll just finish the story, but it's a, uh, so I, I was like looking at, it, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And I shuffled it back in and then, uh, first card I drew was the 10 of cups again. And I was like, of course, of course. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit and I hadn't touched it, but then I heard you and New York Patriot talking and I like pulled the deck out and I actually ordered another one and some other stuff. But um, what they were saying is on this, on this episode and oh, I can't remember, it's called like what magic is this is the name of the podcast or something. Okay uh if, if I'll, I'll put the show notes or whatever just so it's accurate but he was saying how everyone does overcomplicate it and that mm. a lot of these things don't have a fixed meaning you know and it's your interpretation you really have to go off of like your intuition so like the ten of cups for you might look really good but the ten of cups for me might be like oh my plate is full i got a lot of stuff to do you know what i mean okay, so it's, yeah it, that it makes all, sense it, it really you have to really kind of go off of what you're feeling with it you know and kind of look at the cards around it and stuff and i'm no expert i mean i'm just learning this stuff too but this is right just... <laughs> no no yeah. it's good because obviously you're looking into it and i am too so you know it's always good to share information mm -hmm. and uh you know get it out there because 
like I, I told you before on some of the tavern talks, you know, I was raised, you know, tarot was bad. That That's black magic. And mm-hmm. it's the complete opposite. And, you know, you learn a lot of things when you start listening to podcasts. Even though I started out listening to podcasts, it was Sasquatch Chronicles. And how, but I always had a fascination with conspiracy and it led down a whole bunch of different, finding different ones. And then, you know, the ones that I found, I found there's a reason why I found them like your, yours, Ryan's, you know, and then Matt's and everybody else. It's just like, Holy cow. You know, this is, this is awesome. And it's very synchronistic there. Yeah. And you know, it, there's nothing wrong with listening and being entertained and, and getting some knowledge at the end of the day and getting it in a fun and, and creative way, not like sitting in and no offense. Cause I know you, you used to be a teacher, but you know, I, I struggled in school. I, I hated it. I did. I had maybe one or two good teachers my whole entire, you know, high school, middle school, elementary school. And, uh, you know, what subjects they did teach, you know, I did like, but for the most part, you know, it's just here, we're going to do this monotone this and, you know, do your homework. And it was like, no, they didn't make it fun or interesting or nothing. So it was like now listening to podcasts, it's like, oh, I can learn in a whole new way. You know what I mean? And that's that's a big thing you learn being a teacher. And uh, kids aren't dumb, you know? Mm-mm. Kids are not dumb. It's you're, you're boring. You're a yeah. terrible teacher, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because a kid, I mean, like I said, I, I've had students, I had a kid that was 13 years old or 14 years old in seventh grade. They just kept holding them back. This kid was a like basically a master welder, oh, you know? Wow. And he just worked with his dad and, you know, he ended up going to BOCES and doing that. But it's like, why are we holding this kid back? Like what he's obviously already has a trade. He's very good at it. Why are we sticking him in this classroom and teaching him stuff he does not want to learn that he's not interested in? But give that kid a, a article on welding or put him in front of something to build. You would say he's a grade A student. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that's the stuff that frustrated me with the education system. And it is, I mean, we're creature. We, we want to learn human beings want to learn. It's just, we have to learn something we're interested in, you know, mm-hmm. give me a book on tarot cards right now. I'll read it. You know, and I can't, I, I hate reading, yeah, <laughs> which is ironic because I was, I was an English <laughs> teacher, but like, you know, it's the worst when you have to read something that you're not interested in. It's yeah. Might as well you don't pull your teeth anything. out. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. But that's what was I going to tell you too? Oh, to solve the problem of uh, losing your tourmaline, just do what I did and buy three pieces. Keep one in your car, <laughs> one on your person, and one in your wife's car. So yeah, if you do forget it, it, you always have one. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, it, but it becomes an addiction, and you gotta you gotta reel yourself in, right? Because they are they're not cheap. A lot of them, but, um, yeah, no, they do. I I was the same way. It was all devil worship. It was everything. It was evil. Stay away from it. But then you kind of just start to look at it and it's, it's a rock, you know, this is a Mm. rock that formed in the earth and it just, the way the crystalline structure is, it can pick up on vibrations and energies and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know if that's, if that's evil, then, then the earth is evil, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I find it hard to believe the earth being evil and, and the stuff it creates, it creates, like you just said, for a reason. And, and 
those reasons, you know, help us, then so be it. Let it help us. Exactly. Even if it's uh, like psychosomatic, even if it's just a worry stone in a sense, like mm-hmm. it's something to take your mind off of maybe the negative energy that's coming out. And I, I found that they've helped me out a lot. I've had some kind of paranormal stuff happen with them with dreams and whatnot. But I mean, we could go down a whole rabbit hole with crystals and tarot. And I have another oh, interesting yeah. tarot story that <laughs> happened the other night uh last sunday and it's just another bizarre thing my wife was doing she reads uh the like angel oracle cards and stuff she doesn't Mm -hmm. do traditional tarot and you know we're going through some stuff in our personal life not not with our marriage but with outside circumstances so she was just doing a reading and she did a different type of spread and she had these cards out and she one flipped over and she put it back and then put the cards out and whatever and I was sitting on the bed with her and she's doing it. And I just out of nowhere got compelled to just grab a card. And I was like, I need to take that one right there. And I just held on to it. And she did the thing and everything was, you know, she was able to find meaning in it up until the last card. And she's like, this last one just doesn't, I, I don't know what the point of this is. And I was like, well, here's this one. And it was <laughs> the card I handed her was the card that she flipped back upside down. <laughs> It oh, was, no shit. It was the full moon card. And I don't know what deck she uses or anything like that, but it was just, she was like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. And I was like, yeah, I just, I, I needed to take, and I didn't see it. I didn't see her flip it over. I just grabbed it and I would never typically do something like that, but I was just sitting on the bed. I was like, oh, I want that one right there. Something yeah. told me to take it. And it was literally the like first card while she was shuffling them that flipped over. And basically the point of the story is like, that's the only card she really needed to draw. The rest are all kind of like, you know, stuff, but it was just another like strange, bizarre incident involving these cards. (laughs) It's like two times now it's, but it goes back to, you know, when they, they pop out they're they're, that's the message you're, you're supposed Mm -hmm. to receive. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain some of this stuff. It, It just, it just happens. You know what I mean? It's, it's fascinating. And uh, cause I didn't know, I was like, are you kidding me? She's like, no, it's, and then it ties in with, we've both been seeing the number 23. Like every time we look at the clock, it's that time 23. And it, it's like, oh, wow. it's like a joke at this point. <laughs> like we'll pull out our phone and be like, oh, it's eight twenty-three. Oh, it's nine twenty-three, And I don't know. It was any... a minute ago. <laughs> it's nine twenty. It just turned nine twenty-four. Oh shit. My computer says nine twenty. That's weird. But um, there it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's, before we just go off on a total tangent and rabbit hole, let's hear some of your paranormal stuff. Uh, unless there's any closing words with the empath, because like you, I'm still trying to figure it all out and just. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll jump back to it or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, um, I'll think of something probably as we go and be like, oh, yeah, da, 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 da. You know, it's usually how my mind works. Um, man, paranormal. I never really thought I had all that many paranormal experiences until I talked to Davey and he pulled out a, a whole episode on it with me. And I was just like, God, dude, you know, like I used to just tell my wife these in like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, but it, I would never really go into detail. You know what I mean? And 
I don't know. Like I, I can't pinpoint the exact first one. I, I know it happened when um, it started probably, mm, probably middle school going into high school age. And uh, same for me with yeah. the sleep paralysis. So there's something about and, that age when you're kind of <laughs> leaving adolescence. And, mm-hmm. and I, and speaking of that, I only ever had that once, but I think it was because I had, I had hurt I fell and hurt, hurt myself pretty bad. And it gave me, I think, oxycodone. And I apparently I'm allergic to it. Mm. And um, so I think that might have induced the sleep paralysis. But I remember waking up. I couldn't move. I couldn't scream. And like the TV was on. But like these creatures were coming out of the TV trying to attack me. And I couldn't do anything. And then all of a sudden I, I came to and like, there was nothing really on the TV or, you know, whatever that even related to, to anything like it. it was probably like an infomercial or whatever, but you know, yeah, it, it was weird. It's the only time that it ever happened. So I don't, I can't say I naturally s- suffer from it. It could have been chemically induced from that drug. Um, but after that happened, I never, I never touched that drug again because apparently it also would make me stop breathing in my sleep. So, yeah, that's, that's not a good thing, no. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, you kind of need the air going in and out. Yeah. That, that's, but, uh, that's fascinating though, because <clears throat> I noticed for me, like in my later teenage years and early twenties, that when I was drinking a lot, the sleep paralysis was much worse. Or if I okay. took, if I took like a melatonin, like supplement, mm-hmm. it would sometimes mess with, it would give me kind of a more vivid dream but the sleep paralysis was like terrible after that so again you know you gotta take it with a grain of salt is it some chemical thing that's happening but i'm telling you it feels real and i feel like you're weird you're in a like different dimension you're in that in-between state that like purgatory state where it's (laughs) yeah like your eyes are open you can't move your body you can't scream you're doing everything in your mind i remember trying to just scream and tell him move move and i don't know then all of a sudden i you know i popped out of it but like like i said could it have been that that medicine that they they prescribed me yeah it could have been it's the only time it ever happened that i'm aware of you know what i mean i i do suffer from night terrors but i haven't had any in them in a long time thankfully but i don't know it's weird sleep and dream i do have very vivid dreams but back to uh paranormal um I'm trying to think. I think it all kind of started with my friend. Um, When I was younger, uh, I always went to church with him and his family. So they were, they were really, you know, into going, you know, into their church and it it got me into it. And, you know, at that time in my life, you know, it was something to, to cling to. And we'd always screw around and, you know, act like we're making radio stations and DJ and what have you. And here before that, I don't, I don't know what he did, but he somehow got an attachment and this was before he did a, like a ritual and it, or it might've even been because of that, but he did, he said, he, I remember him telling me he, he did like the spell in this little metal coffee can or whatever. And I don't know if it was after that, or if it was that same night, he said he found himself bowing down to Satan. 
And I was like, dude, that's some dark shit. But at the same time, you know, we were depressed teens, which I don't even know why we were depressed because, you know, life wasn't really all that shitty. I mean, mine wasn't the greatest, but it was, you know, I, <laughs> I wasn't pulled away from my family and put in a foster care and abused, you know what I mean? So, um, but so he did this ritual and next thing you know, he, had, he there's this an attachment uh, that, that came with it. And I don't like to speak the its name because I, I believe if you, you do that, it'll get, it can give it power and come back. And so he would wake up with scratches down the middle of his back and what have you. And, you know, it, it was a really, it was a really weird couple of years that this went on. And uh, so the one day we were up in his room and he had his one window, like once you lifted it up, it would always jam. It was on the old rope and pulley, mm -hmm. you know, the, the old ones. And, you know, it, it took a lot to pull down. Usually me and him would have to kind of like mm, to get it to go down. And the other window in his bedroom, he had to prop open with a stick. So it was completely opposite. Well, I was sitting there and I was actually kind of, I guess, provoking uh, th this attachment entity that he had. And I, I said the entity's name and I was sitting there and I was kind of like looking out the window and I, I said, oh, Blah, 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 blah. He, he's an effing pussy and as soon as i got the why out of my mouth that window came slamming down and i got my hands out of the way just in time and i looked at him like dude he's like i told you don't don't piss him off i was like okay all right and then somewhere along the lines i don't know if it was a homemade or no i think it was somehow we acquired a, a ouija board later on in in life i did play with a homemade one um but i ended up getting an attachment now this was a female present and she wasn't she i never woke up with like scratches or anything um the most ever happened i remember being at like the skating rink or something and i'd be like oh you know go make that person fall and they'd, they'd fall you know could have been it yeah the attachment or not I, you know there's plenty of ways to rule it out but in my mind that happened you know it's always Andy. way too coincidental though you know yeah <laughs> so i but i would i would use her to uh to change red lights as soon as they turn like if it, red light would turn okay hey you know so and so go turn the light green and i uh, i i don't want to jump i'll take that story i'm going to jump ahead to when i got out of the military real quick because if this was like the last time it really ever happened Actually, no, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll take it more in order because okay, we'll we'll come back to it anyway. But uh, so I I do stuff like that, and then I think it was. I don't know if it was my junior or senior year. You could do. You could do what they called community service. So like you go out and volunteer, at, like a business or like a nonprofit. I think mm -hmm. it was nonprofits. Um. And you'd get a credit for, it was either math or history. I forget what it was. And uh, so the town I lived in, um, we had a library. And it was Joseph Priestley Library. And Joseph Priestley's house is in this town that I grew up in. And he was credited with uh, discovering oxygen. So his mom, 
and I think his brother might have been a, I want to say a doctor maybe. I, it's been a while since I looked into the, the family, but this house used to be Joseph Priestley's mom's house where, or the house that he grew up in. And, uh, but they turned it into a library. So I went there and the whole reason was, Hey, you know, I can go put books away and then, you know, at three o'clock, I can be home at three ten. go play, with, you know, go hang out with my friends, you know? So <sighs> there was always rumor in the town that, that it was haunted. Right. And you'd hear people say, Oh yeah, you know, late at night, you know, you see like a, I guess now you'd call them an orb back then. We'd just say like a, you know, like a ball of light would light up in a room or whatever. And you'd see it here and there. So when I got over there and, you know, I was like, so is this place haunted? And the librarian's like, yeah, yeah, it is. I was like, okay. And she's like, sometimes people see Mrs. Priestley sitting, you know, you go up to the second floor and it cuts, like the stairs go up and then it does a cut back. And then once it cuts back, that very back room, people would see her either sitting behind the desk, looking out and, and what have you. A lot of people would see her customers, people that work there. And, uh, I was like, Oh, okay, that's cool. And she, she then, you know, would tell me other various stories that, you know, would happen to some of the employees or her while they were there. And, uh, so one day I'm sitting there, I was clipping coupons. And back then it was just something you did for, you know, the, the older generation, you know, people still do coupons. Um, but we would clip them out of the, the donated newspapers and what have you and put them in like a file bin. So people come in and okay, I'm, I need some coupons to go grocery shopping. I'm sitting there and it's big, like a big, long, like one of those great tables. You know what I mean? Like you'd see like at a, a, a big Royal feast because the woodworking in this place was beautiful. And the shelf that was built into the wall behind me, the first shelf was like, you know, your standard, maybe six, seven, eight inches off the ground and so on and so forth. And I'm sitting there, I'm clipping coupons and I hear this thud. Like, what the heck? I look back, there's three books on the very bottom shelf, about three, three, four feet out from it, laying face down. I was like, oh shit. And that was like, probably, I think that was the first, first experience I had there. So I went and I, I put them back up and um, the librarian, I had told her about it and she's like, oh yeah, that's probably just, you know, the ghost messing with you or whatever. Like, okay, you know, cool. Um, it can leave me alone, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> the shit kind of creeps me out. So that went on, it went, went on for a while. Um, and jumping back to making, uh, the radio station type deal, you know, recording, uh, somehow and i don't know how, you know entities are weird we would sit there and we'd push the record button halfway down and if you did that when you hit play you'd sound like alvin and the chipmunks when it played back it'd be a real high it'd play at a higher thing so we, we were we'd always screw around with stuff like that and one day we were doing that and i don't even know what we were saying but we went to listen back and uh all of a sudden like we were talking in that high pitch noise and then you heard a, like a, a low voice go, you will die. And I was like, Whoa, bro. So we rewound it and it did it again. And he got rid of the tape. And like I told Davey, I said, I, I don't remember if he, he burned it, threw it away, but I, I just know he, he, he took the tape and he's like, no, this ain't staying in here. And it was right around the time when he was 
he was losing that attachment that was around him or was trying to get rid of it, I think. And so later on, you know, working in the library, uh, I was putting magazines away. So like you walked in, if you walk in the front door and you turn to the right, that's where like you check out your books. The staircase goes straight up and then cuts back. And, you know, there's an, another stairwell that mirrors that one that takes you to the, to the third floor. And then at the top of that one, there's a little tiny staircase that would take you to, it was basically the old slave quarters. And so I'm, I'm at the, I go up and I turn the corner. And like I said, you could see that office. There's a, a doorway to another room off to the left. And this was the second floor was the children's library. And then, so to back this up, if I would initially walk up the steps and go straight, that's where they would have like the magazine rack and stuff like that. And like newspapers. So they would always put the stack of magazines and, and books that needed to be put away for, for the children's part and, and up there on the one table. And so I grab a stack and I walk down the little ramp into the, cause it was a two part room. And then I could hang, you know, hang a left and it had an opening right at, they would kind of meet right at the top of the steps and the magazine rack was right there. Well, right before that, that doorway, they had a, a, a door off to the right that always had a padlock on it. And then, but it, the, the lock just kind of hung there. Never, never, they never physically locked it. And that's where they'd store the newspapers. And I think they used to keep them, I don't know, for like 15, 20 years or something like that. It, it, they didn't have a micro film thing. You know, it's a small library. So I'm walking through. I put some up. I come back. I grab another stack. Go do that. Come back. Grab another stack. Go down. Walk in the room. That door's wide open. I'm like, oh, whoa, hey. You know, and I'm the only one up there. You know, there was the head librarian and one other librarian, and they were both downstairs. So I was like, okay, this, all right, this, like the second thing that's happened or whatever, I was like, this ain't cool. I don't like it. And um, I went and probably told one of them, they're like, you know, same thing, you know, it's probably just a, you know, ghost messing with you. I'm like, oh, great, cool. Uh, then another time I was walking up the steps and probably going to do the same thing. And that's when I rounded the corner and I saw uh, Mrs. Priestley sitting there you know, and just kind of like looking out the window. She was like a, like an apparition almost, but you know, you could kind of see through her, but you could kind of still see what she was wearing. Was and, she two-dimensional or three-dimensional? Um, more two, I guess. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? She, like you, just she like, didn't a, have like, like, like a silhouette or like a, yeah. a shadow, you know okay. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I, I ran downstairs and I, was, and I told the head librarian because she, she was really cool. And she's like, oh, that, that's Mrs. Priestley. You know, that's the one everybody sees a lot. And I was like, oh, so there's more than one. She's like, well, yeah, that's why I always say, you know, it's probably just the ghost messing with you. Oh, okay, cool. So I don't know, maybe a month or so, a couple months go by. And the third floor is where they would keep all like their conference tables, all their seasonal decorations, um, you know, just stuff like that. And mm -hmm. they had, they had had something, you know, where, where they had a whole bunch of folding chairs that needed to be taken back up. 
So they're like, yeah, work on that. And, you know, I was a boy. So, you know, obviously help the women out. You know, I'll carry him up. Well, I never liked going to the third floor. It, it just had a freaky feel. Um, there's a skeleton key that they always have to keep in the door up there because every time they've taken it out and put it in a random drawer somewhere downstairs, the very next day, it's back in that door. And so I remember getting shown around. I'm like, this is kind of creepy up here. And they're like, yeah, you know, this is weird things, you know, happen. So I'm one day, and like I said, I had been going to church a lot. So me trying to ward off evil spirits or try to not make me take my mind off being scared, I was singing God's Got an Army. I forget even who sang it, but, you know, God's Got an Army. They're not afraid to fight and this and that. And I'm walking up, and I don't know. I don't know if it was like the second, third, fourth trip, whatever. And I round the corner and all of a sudden there's this apparition now she looked more 3d because like you see the dress wavy she had long hair and all of a sudden she just looked at me and was like shh and then she just because the fourth floor door never really fully closed um there was always a crack and she just poof right through there and i for dude i if, if I could have shit my pants, I would have shit my pants. I ran down and told, told him what happened. And I was like, I can't go up there, you know, unless somebody comes up with me and they're like, no, no, we'll, we'll get the last, you know, few chairs. We'll find something else for you to do. And I think that was probably the last thing that happened, but I, I mean, it scared the living shit out of me. And I, I just remember, and, and looking back on it, I think she was telling me to shut up because I was in a library but I was singing loud, you know what I mean? And out loud, or she didn't like the song I was singing, you know what I mean? So I don't know. It, it was really, it was, it was a creepy, creepy year to work at the, you know, well, I shouldn't say work, volunteer at that library. And then everything that was going on with my friend and da da da. It was yeah. ugh, bizarre. That's, that's crazy. Um, we're going to have, before we, I'm going to ask you, what, what do you think ghosts are? What is your interpretation? But I just had a question. Why, why did your friend do the ritual in the first place? Did he ever give an explanation? He, I don't know. He, he had a really good life, but at the same time, he wanted to run away from home and, you know, just, he, he was normal teenage stuff, normal teenage stuff, you know, dark teenage Mm -hmm. years, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know what compelled him. He just said he felt compelled to do it that was the only explanation he ever gave he never told me what he put in it how he came across it you know what i mean because i i wouldn't know how to do that even today you know what i mean even after listening to podcasts and, and tv shows you know right. um but he, whatever he did it it wasn't cool <laughs> and yeah. the fact that he goes yeah i found myself bowing down to the feet of satan and i'm just like and he goes he was beautiful and i was just like oh boy yeah i remember like dude that's some dark shit you can't be doing that and but so i don't and like i told davey i don't know how he got rid of it maybe maybe it was through prayer and through his faith that you know he kind of came back to it or whatever but i don't know it was it was pretty dark there for a while like his his room was physically cold when all the other rooms upstairs were, were warm i mean it was cold and we used to hang out up in up in his room you know doing whatever you know acting like we're making a radio station or playing video games or whatever, you know, Nintendo back then. 
Um, but, uh, you know, we didn't, once that happened and, and the room got cold, I didn't really like going up there all that much. And it, it just, uh, just had a, even his mom would leave his clothes outside. She wouldn't even go in there. Yeah, that's, it, it was weird. There's something to that. Cause my brother at the house we moved into, when I started experiencing sleep paralysis, we moved into this house in 2003 and within the first like month he saw he called it a ghost. He saw an entity of an old woman in there and the same thing. His room was always freezing no matter what. I mean, you could have the heat cranked up. The rest of the, ho- the house would be like 75 degrees. His room would be like 60. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, you yeah. can try to, you can try to say, oh, it's just a weird shaped room, the circulation of the air, but the heater's on, you know, like it just. Yeah. And he had a heat vent right in his room. Like mm-hmm. he used to hide things in there. You know, that was his hiding spot. You know, if it was right. stuff, you know, he didn't want his parents, you know, a taper, you know, yeah. whatever. Cause we had tapes back then um, that he didn't want his parents to know that he had, that he was listening to or whatever. He, he, t- t- you know, tuck it way back in there and, yeah. you know, I'm sure they knew, but <laughs> to us as kids, they didn't, but no, it, it, it was cold. Like you said, yeah. you know, heat cranked on no, no explanation. And I, I mean, I go back and forth between this because I do think ghosts are a separate thing, but I've talked to some people now that they say, you know, ghosts, aliens, demons, these are all the same thing. It's just how it presents itself to you. You know, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I do think that there are demonic entities <laughs> and, mm-hmm. And, but I'm just curious, what are your, what are your interpretations of what a ghost is? Like, what was that, that you saw in the library? I think it all depends on each quote unquote ghost that you come across. Cause each one is different. Um, I didn't get super freaked out when I saw, uh, Mrs. Priestley. I, I remember being more excited that I did see her because mm-hmm. she, she, she came off as a, a calming presence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And after telling the librarian or the head librarian, you know, she's like, yeah, she's mainly seen there sitting there crocheting or knitting. I'm sorry, knitting something. I was like, oh, okay. You know, in a rocking chair or whatever, just, and people would see, see her for a minute, not a minute, but you know, a couple, few seconds and then turn their head or blink and she was gone. But with that thing going in the third floor, dude, that, that scared me. That to me felt like, bad what and i'm going to use terms that i didn't know then but i know now mm-hmm. <laughs> like a bad residual pe- energy like mm-hmm. like a miserable sh- librarian <laughs> yeah it could have been a miserable librarian but you know it like i said that building wasn't always a librarian and right. I, I forget how how long it has been a library i mean it is a historical building so they, they won't tear it down mm-hmm. but uh I don't know. Like she just, like she was, she was to me, I felt she was angry with me. And like, like I said, looking back on it and after talking, telling the story in more, more detail on Davy's show and now yours, um, could she have been pissed that a, I was either being loud or was she pissed about the song I was singing because she wasn't good. You know what I mean? She, she, maybe she did something bad to one of the slaves back in the day, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't really know the history, but to me, she wasn't, she wasn't cool. And like, I even, I think I told 
told this on Davy's podcast, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if my daughter had moved in there or not yet, but my daughter had recently moved into an apartment. She was showing me around and they live on the second floor and they have access to their attic. And she's like, yeah, it's right here. And she opened the door. And as soon as she opened the door, now this could go back to my empath thing. I immediately got this anxiety right in my chest. Like something's not good. I said, close that door. I said, close that door. There's something not good up there. And she's like, really? I don't feel anything. I'm like, you probably won't, but your dad is an empath. I something. No, not cool. So, and then before I left, I wanted to make sure, okay, was that just me overreacting? So I walked over, opened the door. And again, immediately that anxious, like something, something's not good coming from that attic. And I was like, I shut the door. I said, if I'm ever here, do not open that door. I, I, I don't want something attaching to me. Cause I've, like I said, I had a, an attachment for, for a little while due to my stupidity, but, uh, you know, so, so I don't know, you know, and, and then to go back to what do I think they are, you know, you take Gettysburg, for example, you know, you go through that town and it doesn't matter if you're an empath or not an empath or believer or not believer there's a high chance you're going to have an experience. You're going to see a soldier, you know, on a battlefield somewhere or hear things that you can't explain. So is that an echo of something of that was a tragic event? Uh, you know, if we are, we are all energy at, at the end of the day. So energy is infinite. So energy never dies. So if that body is laying there and just got masked, and it doesn't know it's gone. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it can change, it changes with every, you know, experience. And then you, you bring back in, you know, the demonic side of things. Yes. I do believe there's demonic forces, you know, and yeah, pe people, you know, there's, there's been movies made and books written about, you know, things that, people do when they're when they're possessed and you know it goes back to you know two spirits can't occupy the same space so if, if an evil one's coming in the your soul doesn't know it and then you're doing contorting and doing and talking and having this weird you know like it it's a big rabbit hole to jump down with ghosts yeah <laughs> in, a, in yeah. a sense because what i could be saying people might not agree with me. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not an expert in it. This is just my humble opinion, mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't always go down the whole Zach Bagans route that everything's a demon and a demonic, you know, presence, you know what I mean? Okay. Like the light turning on, that wasn't demonic, you know, but why right. did it turn on yet you know, that you have to physically touch that light on my camera for it to turn on. I never touched it. So, but whatever. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> and that just, your story reminded me of a, another ghost story that uh, well, I never saw the ghost or anything, but um, we had a family friend that, uh, you know, they lived kind of like up in the mountains, whatever. And there was their, their house next door to them was an old 1800s, like farmhouse and whatever. And people from the city owned it and they would come up on weekends or whatever. And uh, <clears throat> there was a time in my life where I was, I was going up there and, 
visiting a lot and hanging out there and I was making jewelry with this person and stuff like that. But I, I, I think she was a witch. I, I don't know for sure, but um, this house, the lights would just turn on randomly. And this is an old house and it was just the most bizarre thing. It'd be right around like 11 o'clock at night. No one would be in the house and you would just see it was an old chain pull and it would just click on and <laughs> you would see it and it it freaked me out man because you would just see it pop on and there was no automatic like timer or anything like that and uh i went over there one day because they had a key to get in and like her husband would go in and you know take care of it and just make sure the heat was on and stuff and dude i, I never saw anything but it was you walked in and there was a chair sitting by the window and they had these big long uh curtains like kind of see-through curtains and everything and i walked in and looked up the stairs and the curtains were blowing and moving and i just got that feeling that like like you said that anxiety feeling i was like i got to get out of here and the window wasn't open upstairs <laughs> so there's no reason why these curtains were moving and uh, it's just it's just bizarre man it just kind of reminded me of that and the same thing with like the uh the skeleton key jumping back and forth i've had a uh, few situations now at this house we're in where um we've had stuff just appear <laughs> and move i think you're muted ghost yeah sorry is your house older <laughs> this house right now is built in the 70s it's not that okay. old but um yeah, it's just like but it has a chance to have some history to it though. So, oh yeah. And know, there's yeah. been multiple owners and it's a it's a duplex. So we do have a neighbor right next door. But um yeah, it's just weird. I don't know if it was always a duplex, but just weird stuff. Like I, I always keep my checkbook in my uh in the top drawer of my nightstand. Mm -hmm. And if it's not there, it's downstairs in the one drawer in the kitchen. And I always am very mindful to bring it back up because I always forget where it is, but I only write one check for the rent every month. And I, I was, this was last January. And uh, I went to go get it. Wasn't in the nightstand. <laughs> I'm like asking my wife, I'm like, did you move it? Did you touch it? Whatever. She's like, no, you must've left it downstairs from last month. So I go downstairs. I tear apart that whole drawer. It's not up there or it's not down there. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I go back upstairs. I'm like, it wasn't down there. Have you seen it anywhere? Did you move it? Whatever. She's like, no. And she's on her iPad, not really paying attention to me or anything. I opened my drawer again and it was sitting right on top. Whoa. And I was like, did you put like, you know, you just, you're right. Away. I was like, did you just put it here? Like, did you use it for something or? Yeah. Like, are you messing with me? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what are you talking? And I was like, I just literally tore this drawer apart looking for this. Went downstairs, took everything out of that drawer put it back in came back up and now it's sitting right on top it's like so we've had that and then just like two weeks ago uh like a few months ago my wife we have a chandelier in the kitchen like little hanging thing and she has these like little glass crystal things that hang off of it and make rainbows in the house when the light comes in and my son broke two of them off climbing on the table because <laughs> he likes being, to do that kind of boy stuff. yep and uh so they were sitting in that drawer for the longest time, right? And mm -hmm. it's our junk drawer. So we finally, like 
New Year's Day or the January 2nd, we like took everything out of that drawer. And she was like, I want to put those, like put those things back on, tie them back up. I took everything out of that drawer. They were not in there. Hmm. I was like, okay, did I move them downstairs to try to fix them one night, like put a new string on them, whatever. I go down to my workbench in the basement. They're not there. The whole drawer is empty. And like two weeks ago, they, they were not in there. This drawer is empty. We still, we have everything in a bag. We haven't like organized mm-hmm. it yet. <laughs> Wasn't in the bag. About two weeks ago, my wife opens up that drawer and there's like a pair of scissors in there. And those two little glass crystals are sitting in there. Whoa. And she's like, did you put these here? And I'm like, no, like, no, no, nothing's been in that drawer. Just that pair wow. of scissors. That's the only thing we've been using. I think it was scissors and a roll of tape. And it's like, now, have you had these kind of experiences? Um, pretty much kind of like your, not your whole life, but for a good majority of your life. So to the point where I guess what I'm getting at, um, maybe you have an attachment. I, I wonder that a lot ghost. I really do. Um, I don't know. Because this, this particular house we moved in, we moved in in January of 2020. And that's when stuff started kind of affecting the physical reality in this particular yeah. house. Um, I have had weird, aside from the sleep paralysis, the house we were growing up in, we would hear voices like we'd be, I'd be upstairs in my room and I'd hear my dad call me down in the basement. I'd go down there. He's not down there. He's out in the garage or he's out in the living room. And, hmm. you know, they've had like everyone in the house has had those type of experiences in that particular house. They don't live there anymore. They moved out in 2017, but yeah, it's just strange stuff. Uh, a lot of weird dead animals would show up around the house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like we had like, just, you know, you get a normal dead possum once in a while, but I mean, we'd get dead possums under the deck not joking probably three four five times a year we'd find a dead possum under there we had a weird, weird weird situation where uh there was a rabid raccoon that had porcupine quills stuck in its face and it was like just walking we had a five acre field and about an acre of woods in the back and this thing was just like walking in the middle of the day just like like a zombie walking towards the house and that was terrifying uh so my dad shot that thing and then there was another there were several but then we had me and my dad were shooting bow and arrows one day and a crow just dropped dead out of a tree right in front of us whoa (laughs) it was it was the most bizarre thing we were just sighting in our bows and we heard this like "Ah!" like this (laughs) thing and then just sort of (laughs) falling through the tree and a freaking crow just flopped down in front of us so we're like what the hell did you know we didn't hit it with an arrow or anything it's just dead (laughs) it was the most bizarre that is weird and then you'd get birds flying into the window all the time that happened a lot tons of horse flies around the house so it was a raised ranch too and it from the time we moved in in 2003 to the time they moved out it sunk about six to eight inches the whole house just kind of sunk (laughs) so i i tend to believe that there's just maybe some bad energy in that spot where that house was built i can't explain most of it and i was naive to a lot of this stuff but then when i moved out how close are you to the bridgewater triangle 
Bridgewater Triangle. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's kind of like the Bermuda Triangle, only it's in the new, it's close to the New England states. Mm -hmm. So it, that house was in Saugerties, New York. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Mm -mm. It's right by the Hudson River. So, okay. Well, but, it, yeah. you say by a river, mm -hmm. that, you know, with paranormal, uh, a lot of uh, water activity, you know, is believed to bring in, you know, mm -hmm. different spirits or, you know, paranormal activity. So that that's kind of interesting yeah. in, in itself. And then the road, sorry, the road right behind us uh, has like just this huge swamp that was there. Uh, very creepy, like a couple acre swamp. I mean, you drive by, it's just like dead trees in there. And just my dad, my, my brother has had some interesting encounters of something he thought was pacing him out <laughs> while he was jogging on those back roads. So I wonder if it was a dogman or a Sasquatch. I don't know, man, because it's, I never, we saw, I, I think I talked about this on my episode with Colorado Dank, but I, I saw a weird bear there one time and it was definitely a bear, but it was so bizarre. It was like almost like an ancient primitive bear, if that makes any sense. This thing was gigantic. It was like grayish brown and it, its face was like, its face looked like war torn, you know, it had like patches right. of skin showing and, you know, it was just, it, it almost looked fake. Like it just kind of like glitched in. I've never seen anything move that fast. And then it just stopped, kind of looked at us and then darted off. And my parents or my, my mom and my brother remember seeing it, but they don't remember seeing it the way I saw it. They just remember seeing a big bear. I was looking yeah. up where the Bridgewater Triangle is. I, <clears throat> I don't think you're anywhere near it. Mm -mm. So, no. but yeah, it's that is creepy. It's, so I always wonder: was there like some weird, almost like a what do they call it? The short face bear? Like mm, was there yeah. like some like residual spirit or who knows? Like a one that survived? <laughs> who the hell knows? Yeah, I mean that can lead us down a rabbit hole with you know with Sasquatch dog man or, or giants still roaming the earth, you know, yeah, but the fact that you saw that, that, that's, I don't know, that's creepy. And then your brother being paced out by something that, yeah, that, that it would was, freak me out. This thing was like a phantom. It was the size. My mom had a PT cruiser at the time. And this thing was about 200 yards away. And it looked like a car out in the middle oh, wow. of the field. That's a it big was, bear. For, yeah. Especially for this part of the yeah, I country mean, that we live in. A big bear around here, like a black bear. 250 300 pounds maybe right. i mean this thing was the size of a car but it was gigantic you could see it perfect and i don't know i mean it's just was it some kind of relic a residual uh, energy that we just kind of saw because this thing just like darted into the woods and just vanished i mean it was like like a ghost in a way you know mm -hmm. but and then here i am using uh, a pseudonym ghost mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about but, it yeah, so I don't know. And then we can get into Bigfoot a little bit too because I've got a couple things with that as well. But I want to hear more about your attachment. How did that... So that was with yeah. a Ouija board. And yeah. did you... Because I've always been under the impression that you have to invite these things in, you know? I remember asking if if there was anybody here. Mm -hmm. And it 
obviously said yes and I asked its name. It spelled her name out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Are you good or bad? And I don't remember if it said anything yes or no or nothing or whatever. Definitely and, wouldn't answer that question. <laughs> yeah. And then knowing now you have to to close them out in a certain way. I don't, we probably didn't. We probably just stopped, you know, I mean, we were, we were fairly young. And like I said, um, when I left for the military, she, I don't know, maybe she couldn't attach herself and travel that far, but I didn't have any experiences with her until I got back home again. And I was training for a job and I was telling my, the guy that was training me because I was getting my CDL and we were going down this road. I was telling him, you know, I used to, you know, what, what she could do with red lights and this and that. And then I think the speed limit was like either 45 or 55 and we're going down and the light had just turned red and there was a car off to the right, which would have been on my passenger side, getting ready to pull out because her light just turned green. And I told her to go turn the light green and she it did i mean it it no sooner turned red it went right back to green we went through that car slammed on its brakes the i remember just glancing over the driver didn't was like what the fuck what just happened here like and my buddy was just like bro you you ain't lying i said no no i used to do this all the time and then i don't know I, i don't know if i stopped just paying her mind and giving her attention that i haven't really had anything or Maybe she isn't all that bad, and some stuff that I pick up on it as being an empath might be some of her energy helping me, you know, in a way. So, you know what I mean? Because after that happened, um, I, I don't think she really, that, that was like the last time I can fully remember her, you know, doing something like that or me invoking her to do something like that. And then, um, during that time period is when I played with a homemade Ouija board and I don't remember what the entity's name was. Um, Probably a good uh, thing. Yeah. uh, We, we asked it if it killed someone's dog that was completely healthy. It was given this person a problem and it said yes. And I was like, okay, we're done we're done. Uh, I'm not doing this. I don't want any part of this anymore. Not because I'm a dog owner. You know that mm-hmm. I love dogs are my life. You know what I mean? They're even my listener. You know, I post every now and again on Instagram, with my, my, my two dogs. And that, that bothered me because I was like, dude, this was a perfectly healthy, you know, dog. And it's just found randomly dead. Kind of like the crow thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how I got rid of it. Like I said, maybe it was mean just not giving it any mind and i was like i i've never touched a spirit board since then i don't want to even be around one you know what i mean like i don't know they're just to me it's bad juju and um then i'm trying to think i had some other just weird not super weird things like i can like if I walk in somewhere like, like with my daughter's place, you know, I get that uneasy feeling like almost like I can, I can pick up on a presence of something that that's not good. That's not alive. And do you ever get um, nauseous? No, I've gotten nauseous. We we were house hunting last year and there was two houses in particular. And 
you know, after talking to the real estate agent, one of them had just a horrible foundation, you know, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of issues there. And, but yeah, I just got this. So I don't know if that was maybe just like actual vertigo, like the house was crooked right. or something, but <laughs> there's two places that we walked into that was just like almost, you know, in that, that early morning and you don't eat something right away. It's just mm -hmm. that like deep burn. Like it just, as soon as I walked in, I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I usually get the anxiety mm -hmm. type feeling like just something's, something's off almost mm -hmm. like a spidey sense if you want to relate it to to something like that but it's mm -hmm. just like something's not right i'm i'm getting tight in my chest and uh so i think the most recent thing that really has happened um my daughter and i were sitting out back uh, i don't know if it was during the lockdown or summer before that but she wanted to have a little campfire out back so i was like all right you know everybody else was in bed it's probably I don't know, we're sitting out there just shooting the breeze, I don't know, 10, 9, 10, 11 o'clock. And, you know, we're talking, you know, she was kind of into conspiracies then. So we were kind of talking about, you know, different things or whatnot. And uh, I do have a, a very small creek that runs on the one side of my property. Most of the time it's only, I don't know, maybe ankle deep, depending on, you know, there, there can be some mm -hmm. holes you might go up to your knees. When it rains a lot okay it gets angry and it comes into my yard and forms a lake but uh we were sitting there and we were talking there was like this brief pause and then all of a sudden you heard <laughs> like it sounded like a group of kids laughing like in, in the distance and i looked at her and we're looking around all the lights and all the houses were were off com com off i mean they, they were asleep you know no kids out playing and I looked at my daughter. I said, did you hear that? And she goes, the laughter? I said, yeah. She goes, yeah, yeah, I heard it, Dad. I said, okay, um, how about we put the fire out and go inside? And she's like, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good idea. And, you know, that, that, was, that was weird. That was the first time I really heard, other than that, shh, like, like a disembodied voice. And the fact that it was like, like children laughter really freaked us out. Yeah, but that it was weird that's never good that oh man I, I my my first thought with that is like some type of trickster spirit or maybe fairies or something like that yeah because it could be you know you know i don't rule out anything it could be fairies you know just because they, they, everyone thinks they're like little tinkerbells and stuff like that no but, fairies aren't good people no for the most part if no. you, there's places in ireland that, that if they build a house in a certain place um the belief was you had to leave the front and the back door open so they could pass through if because if a door was one of the doors was closed they would trap them in there and bad shit would happen mm -hmm. so it's it's weird it's it's interesting um i don't know if i told you this one this one i've got a couple more to tell you but um this one happened it had to have been summer of 2020 yeah, because it was it last. No, it wasn't this past. No, it might have been this past summer. But me and my wife were driving. We were taking a nighttime ride with my son just to get him to fall asleep. And if you go like two miles down the road, it kind of takes you down this country road in uh, this little town and stuff. And it's about a 25 minute drive one way. So it's usually enough to get him to fall asleep. 
and we were driving. It's like probably like seven o'clock ish. So it's still light out. And hmm. as we're driving, all of a sudden, time literally just kind of slowed down. And this little red, it was about the size of a ping pong ball, mm-hmm. floated right across the windshield and then just disappeared. Oh, wow. And we both saw it. And we both noticed there was some type of wings of some sort, almost like insect wings, but we didn't see it. It was like a little red dot with another glowing little red dot and little wings fluttering. Mm. Uh, so it wasn't a definitely wasn't like a, a lightning, but what do they call those things? A, a firefly or anything like that. It was way too big. Yeah. We call them lightning bugs here in Pennsylvania, yeah. but fireflies are known yeah. the same thing. Yeah. So it, it was red, like an orangey red. We both saw plus, it. Plus they light up yellow. Yeah. And it's yellow, just like green. A pulse, like mm-hmm. quick. And then it just kind of fades out. And they're about the size of your uh, pinky nail. You know, they're yeah. pretty small. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not huge. <clears throat> but but uh, we both saw it. We have no clue what it was. It just floated across and then like blinked away. <laughs> you know, I so, was putting some thought to, to something. Um, I brought up on the, on the tavern, you know, one time about ET and I don't like ET. It's and really funny movie. because my wife is the exact same way. She hates that movie. And, yeah. and I, I'm not saying, cause I have no memories, no memories, but I've always been freaked out. Like, like it, even when I was younger, you know, as a teenager or whatnot, and you'd watch like unsolved mysteries or, or a documentary and they'd show a gray alien face. It, I would always immediately get scared. So part of me lately is I would love to do regression hypno, uh, hypnosis or whatever. Yeah. And just to see is my fear based out of being abducted you know because i i don't have a memory of it but i i want to know why am i so scared of these you know what i mean why why did why did et freak me out so bad why do you know i can now i can handle seeing a gray alien face i still won't watch et it still won't you know it's just one of those things and you know my family fucks with me about it gotta pardon my french but Mm-hmm. You know, every now and again, I'll, I'll, I'll get a meme and, you know, text it to me just to, to mess with me, but whatever, you know, I, I can, I can take it a little bit better now, but I don't know. I just, it, 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 I'm curious to, to, where's this fear come from? You know what I mean? Like could have something happened and you're like, you know, and what brought it up was that, that thing that you saw, you saw wings. Now, sometimes people see those and then other, and there's, a craft sighting not far away or a bigfoot sighting not far away you know what mm-hmm. i mean or or they see a bigfoot right after seeing like an orb like that so mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's just weird you know um yeah who knows because <laughs> I, I i do believe in in extraterrestrial life you know that I, I don't think we're the only intelligent beings that were ever created so yeah i'm in the same boat and you know it's funny you say that too because where I had what I will call my possible Bigfoot sighting or not sighting encounter. I didn't see anything. All of this, all these areas are about within a 10 mile radius, you know, where we saw that orb, where 
have you heard my my bigfoot i'll tell you afterwards because my my guests have heard it already so. okay yeah that's fine. but uh they um i know just, davey wants to team up i think it's with you as well and talk some bigfoot stuff yeah because so. well I went into it a little bit on my episode with Randy. We've had a few encounters at this no, place. Yeah, it was, it's Randy. That's yeah. What, that's yeah. Yeah. And uh, dude, it's because when the first one happened, it was in, I'll just tell it, who cares? Whatever. We're talking. <laughs> yeah. And if, if you release it on your show, you know, your, yeah. your audience won't know it. But so it was 2020. We just went hiking on this trail and, uh, you know, we were just on a back trail. Everything was normal. And all of a sudden I got that, the spidey sense. And mm -hmm. my son was with us. He was three years old at the time. And I just had this overwhelming sensation. I was like, I need to pick him up and, and hold him. Like, you know, I, I can't, he's not walking by himself right now. And my wife got the same thing, hair on the back of the neck, standing up, everything like that. We just got really creeped out. And as we came around this corner, uh, we heard something following us in the woods you know and i didn't see anything but it was like shuffling and i took like two more steps forward and something started snorting at us like a pig it was like and that's weird because uh bears don't don't do that when bears no. get they chomp yeah yeah but at the time i was like oh it must be a bear or maybe it's a buck or something but again we didn't see anything didn't see anything moving but we could hear it shuffling on the wood line and you know i didn't have a gun on me at the time i had a knife on my side but i was just like right. you know, <laughs> what the hell is that gonna do so i'm just yeah. i'm holding my son and he hears it my wife hears it and we just were like let's just turn around walk slowly out and this thing followed us to the end of this like corner and then when we got back around got back onto the main trail it just disappeared the whole feeling went away it almost felt like <laughs> it got lighter you know what i mean it, it was kind of that's yeah. weird um i don't know if it was 2019 or 2020 there's a area that my wife and i hike a lot and it was i think it was our first time hiking this trail and we're, we're going down and we're kind of liking it because it, it's it's decently flat and when it does go down the side of the, the mountain it's it's not super straight down and super straight back up so it's a, it's a decent workout and it, it you know it doesn't kill you but at the time and this is before we got, had our coonhound we just had our, our my big dog um bane whose uh whose dad was a black lab his mom was rottweiler uh french mastiff so you know he's a pretty big boy you know intimidating but the biggest baby in the world well, he's never had to be on a leash. He, he would always run off a little bit up ahead of us and always come back. And we, we go down this trail, we hang a right, and we come up to, are, are you familiar with what rock cairns are? Like when people stack rocks on top of each other. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. They're called a, a, a cairn. Um, so we come across this, and it, I'm not saying it, what you know bigfoot made it it could have been man-made there's a stick laying across it and a feather on it and he, my dog starts freaking out like his all his hair just stands up and he's afraid to go near it like he's sniffing at it and then backing up 
and he's starting to drool and he's growling and he just, and I'm just like, okay, I've never seen this side of him. Usually he's, you know, if, if he's in that mode, he's okay. His arch nemesis, the, the FedEx or UPS guys you know, mm-hmm. out front and he's trying to warn, ward them off, you know, but he was uh-huh. kind of freaked out. So we were like, you know, Bane, what's wrong? I don't know if I still have the video on my phone. If, if I can find it, I'll send it to you. But uh, he, uh, he's not liking this. And I was like, okay, you know, and he knows a couple commands, uh, you know, like watch, you know, go watch, watch them, you know, go look out. And uh, so he, he eventually backs off. I said, come on, babe, let's go see what, what's up the trail ahead. And I told my wife, I said, you, you, you know, walk behind me. And I, I open. Pennsylvania is an open carry and a concealed carry state. So when I hike, I, I open carry. And, uh, so I had my, my nine or not, not my nine. Uh, I don't even, I don't even have a nine millimeter, my 40 on my hip. And we come up around the corner and my wife's, you know, right behind me. And all of a sudden we hear this rustling in the bush. And like, I mean, it's, just sound like something was getting ready to tear tear shit apart i stop i put my hand on my gun i'm just about ready to re like draw it my dog bane had stopped and this big buck jumped out and i was like okay it was just a buck but the whole time it we had this whole like just a weird feeling no birds nothing was making sounds and this buck just flushed right out now what was chasing the book exactly that that's mm-hmm. what our thoughts were and my my wife was just like i thank god you had your gun and every time since then like the, there was one time I, I i didn't bring it she's like you didn't bring your gun i'm like no she's like well well, well, well what if we what if we have something that happened like last time i get it you know mm-hmm. we won't go that deep in, in the woods if that if that makes you feel better and then this one other time it was it was this past fall i went up there looking for for mushrooms and i was scouting around i was kind of going down this dirt road that and these trails branch off it's a state forest and i was making my way back to that spot well i got up there i parked the 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 vehicle and i started going down the, the the trail that we always start out on and i'm like something's not right like it, it just had a, a weird feeling. Like I kept getting the feeling, turn around and leave, turn around and leave. And I was just like, yeah, screw it. So I went down and made the first ride I could. And I was going down through there and all of a sudden I just stopped in my tracks and I was like, I need to go back to the car. I don't, I don't know what the heck it was. I mean, it just, it just had this weird feeling and, and I'm a woodsman. I mean, I'm either hiking, you know, bow hunting, you know, I always love being in the woods and I've never had a feeling like that before. And I was just like, and I, you know, I don't care. I've been out in the woods all, all my life and by myself a lot of the times. And to have that feeling come over me, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to head back to the woods. And, and the whole time, like I never heard anything, but I, I kept my head on a swivel. Like I, I just felt like I was being watched and got in the car and drove away i was like no i'm i'm good you know i'm not not gonna go (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna heed this warning and go home Mm -hmm. so i don't know 
yeah no you got to go with the instinct on that and that's yeah that's bizarre because again i've never seen anything but i've had a few more encounters and or, or experiences i'll say and they're weird and my wife can attest to them but yeah just the fact that you get that uneasy feeling it's almost like and it almost kind of goes back to like the et thing like why do you have this almost primal fear of this you know is yeah. this is this something that we've encountered in the past is this something that you know we mm-hmm. have built into our dna almost like to know it's wrong right you, you know like it just was there a time not too long ago before the last great reset where we were living among these type of yeah things well could be you know i i just i don't leave anything off the table but uh no yeah. i was just listening to a, a podcast on i think it was friday yeah it was maybe, maybe it was thursday or friday um but he had released a a previous episode and the guy's name is tony rodriguez um he has now since started his own podcast i, I want to reach out to him and get him on, on my show mm-hmm. and i think you should do the same it, it, okay. it's, he has a fascinating um tale but he talked about um doing a 20 and back i don't know if you've ever mm. heard yeah that. and he he goes into great length and then the reason why he released the that episode he was having him back on to to talk about where he he is now you know because it had been a couple years was it on the confessionals because i think i heard that yeah 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 Mm -hmm. i didn't know if i was allowed to oh well i shout out everyone (laughs) okay all right i love that show yeah it was on tony markle's show so Mm -hmm. um yeah and it it just because i got my one co-worker into podcast and he goes well where should i start i said start with confessionals so that Mm -hmm. that's one of the first ones i ever started with you know after hearing it um on sasquatch chronicles and so he's he's loving it right he goes have you have you listened to the newest episode and i said no what is it and he goes oh it's about that guy that you know got abducted you know he saw that gray alien at the end of his bed and he's i'm like well it sounds familiar because i've listened to every episode that he's he's put out and i'm like yeah you know that if i recall that was a pretty good episode so then when i went back to listen to the reload I was like, oh, it's this episode. I was like, this is a good episode. Um, and, it, and it's a subject and a topic that you, it's hard to wrap your, your mind around, you know, this whole 20 and back, you know, thing that, you know, I, I don't know. I feel the guy was telling the truth. I think so too. And I always wonder, and not, I'm not claiming that I had one, but I always wondered with stuff with like dreams and things, are you mm-hmm. getting a glimpse of something like that? You know, yeah, is that residual memory that, mm-hmm. that has been stored and now comes out in a dream form? Because I've had some bizarre dreams, very lucid dreams where I was underground, uh, like in some type of military unit, and there was these like insect, almost like mantid like creatures that we were fighting. And again, you know, this could just be a vivid dream. I'm not claiming right. this is anything like that, but. I think he mentioned something like that in that episode. And when I heard that, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. When they were on Mars or something. Yeah. And they they were basically being used as bait. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it's bizarre, man. Um, Yeah. That's crazy. But 
that that was what I was going to tell you too, with the uh, because you mentioned Sasquatch Chronicles again. So I didn't think this was a Bigfoot encounter that we had back in 2020. That wasn't even mm-hmm. on my mind. And then uh, I was listening to Sasquatch Chronicles last year. It was last fall, and it was episode 504, the second mm-hmm. second interview. And this guy's like, "Oh, he's in upstate New York." You know, I was like, "Okay, I'm interested." And yeah. he starts he starts explaining this encounter he had and his car broke down on a road next to this bridge and this apartment building and he says the name of a town next to the town i live in and he's describing this road and i'm like holy shit i drive on this road every day to work (laughs) he didn't say the name of the road but he you knew (laughs) i knew because it's there's an apartment building and then on the other side there's this big drop off and that's where this guy had this encounter and this is only three miles from this uh, nature preserve, this hiking trail that me and my wife had this strange encounter. That's crazy. <laughs> so we're like, huh. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm looking up episode 504 because I, I remember hearing it, but I just want to get the, the name of it to see if it really jogs my memory again. Uh, the, the Mill Race Monster. And it's, it's the second episode on there. I think it's a, a cop from upstate New York. Okay. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay. Now that you mm-hmm. said that, now I, I do yeah. remember. And uh, yeah, because I was like, "Hey, man, that's not that far away from me." Now I live in Central Pennsylvania, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're known. I don't live far from where the the white Sasquatch, you know, was was supposedly spotted. Mm-hmm. I only live like maybe hour and a half, you know, away from the, the Scranton area. So, but yeah, man, we've had a couple other strange a- a- encounters at that place and then the last one we had this one's weird and i want your opinion on this and i talked about it on the episode with randy but um so me and my wife went out for a hike this was it had to be in december because we had a few really warm days and we went out and i brought i just went out with the intention that i wanted to make some type of contact if there's something out there we're talking last month yeah okay yep it was either November or December. Uh, I have it written down somewhere, but this was very weird. I brought, I brought two crystals with me. They're called shaman stones or mm-hmm. Moki marbles. There's a bunch of different names for them, but they're supposed to help you, you know, really ground to the earth and things like that. And they just felt like the right ones to bring with me. And I had one in each hand and I went out, like we started hiking this trail with, and I just kind of put the intention out there. Like if there's, sasquatch or something out here just give me a sign you know we we come in peace like we're not here to harass or anything like that i just wanted to know if something was there so i'm not kidding my wife will tell me this too or tell you this too as soon as i kind of set that intention and was Mm -hmm. holding on to these uh crystals we come around the corner now we're on a back trail and they keep they keep this place totally like pristine it's a state nature park and it's a education center and everything everything's spotless we come around this corner and there is a big gulp like a like a gas station big mm-hmm. gulp slushy yeah it's, it's just sitting right in the middle of the trail it's got like mud and stuff in it but it's just sitting right in the middle of the trail hmm. and i was like that's weird <laughs> and i was like you know that what it's kind of weird i was like i'm gonna pick this up and just throw it away when we get out of here and i was like in my head i was like this is a test 
this is a test from something in this woods to see if we're like good stewards of the woods or whatever. And so I was like, I think that's my sign. So I picked it up and I just carried it with me and we get to the end of the trail and everything's like fenced off. And it's kind of a weird area we live in because there's a lot of strange fenced off woods and like incomplete roads that should have been mm -hmm. roadways through this woods, but in posted signs everywhere. And it's all within that area of that episode of Sasquatch Chronicles. And it, it's bizarre, but so it's all fenced off and we get to kind of like the end and not a windy day at all. We start seeing the trees moving behind the fence there. Mm -hmm. And so I just I was holding the, the slushy thing and I just kind of put it out. I was like, I think that they're out, that they're back there. You know, and my wife's mm -hmm. like, it does. It, it's a weird vibe right now. It's a very weird vibe. And uh, so we're just standing there and I just waved. I just waved into the woods and just walked away. And dude, <laughs> as soon as I did that, we heard what sounded like like a really poor attempt at a crow call we heard okay. ah, ah, two two of those now it could have been a bird it could have been something we didn't see anything we just right. heard that and i was like okay and my wife's like let's let's leave like come on let's let's walk back so walked away and as soon as we walked away we heard the same noise twice again like one two and then we, it was just a very weird vibe, but I, again, nothing happened. We didn't see anything. It's just this weird slushy popped up in the middle of the woods. We walk the trail, we get to the end where it's all fenced off. I wave, we hear this weird, like some type of thing trying to sound like a crow because it definitely wasn't like a bird, you know, it was right. just too, too like guttural. It was, it was weird. And as soon as we walked away, it gave two more calls out and then we just kind of headed back the way it was, but it was just such a weird, bizarre thing. And again, it could that just is. be pure coincidence. I don't know, but I don't know. I, are... I just, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was just going to say there's, there's lots of encounters. Um, I'm no expert field by any means, but uh, they do mimic and mm -hmm. they're not the best mimickers. Um, no, it was like, because you hear uh, them always, you hear them always like mimicking, trying to mimic owls and stuff. Mm -hmm. Or um, I remember hearing an episode where they, they try to mimic the lady's uh, voice calling for, for the dogs mm -hmm. or, or the husband's voice calling for yeah. the dogs. And it's like, but, but there's, they're horrible at it. And then right. you're picking up on some, some energy, you know, Every encounter that I've ever listened to on, on Sasquatch Chronicles, it, everybody has, picks up on something. Something's not right. Mm -hmm. Even Wes's story, you know, something's not right. And yeah, it's like the air gets really heavy there. And mm -hmm. again, there was nothing intimidating, but it was just like there was this other presence around. And again, we didn't see anything, nothing bad. My wife was creeped out, but it was just, I don't know. For me, it was like a confirmation that even if it wasn't Sasquatch itself, like there is some type of spirit or, or 
mm-hmm. some type of presence. Like, cause I, I tend to believe that they are more or can be kind of spiritual interdimensional type things that can kind of right. phase in and out of whatever this existence is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's... And that, that goes right into people seeing, you know, footprints and then it, like in mud or snow and then they just stop mm-hmm. it's like well where do they go you know what i mean like yeah. and it's usually like in a middle of openness like <laughs> there's yeah, nothing it, that they could just climb a tree and hide i know and it's just so weird because you know we've had a few other things where we've heard trees like branches snap and stuff and that time we had the kids with us and the kids were being awful in the woods just loud and yelling and you know right i was like just quiet down like you know it's just there's no reason to be wild animals out here right now guys right <laughs> and then all of a sudden we hear this this tree branch just snap and it was so i mean it sounded like a gunshot you know oh, and wow. it's like that's a big tree then yeah it, we didn't see where it was or anything like that but it's just a big loud snap and it's like hmm is it just coincidence <laughs> right or was I don't, that it is that something saying hey you know shut up and, and right. enjoy your time out here just be quiet you know right like you said no need to be a wild animal right and it's just it's just fascinating i want to go back again and just i don't know i, I again I, i'm not like being naive about it and just like oh they're friendly they're gonna but no, right it's it was weird i it just again i've never seen garbage left on this trail i mean it's all hippies and granola right. crunchers that go out here no one would just leave a, a slushy in the middle of the trail <laughs> so have you uh do you have access to like a uh a digital recorder or anything like that uh for audio or like to film stuff too for audio yeah like, yeah take that with you mm-hmm. uh the next time you go out and try doing like an evp thing yeah uh my f- first guest that i had on jamie and jenny mm-hmm. um he does a lot of uh micro research in in the shenango out in the western part of pennsylvania and he's done he's done some evp sessions and has gotten some pretty interesting stuff captured on 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 audio whether it's native american spirits or you know what have you but try it sometime if if you have one just yeah go out and try it and then it was weird because when lockdown came uh (laughs) he's out there hiking and he would go live every now and again and he comes across this pentagram made out of wood like branches and stuff in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere like and he's like this is never then he takes his couple of his friends back and his one buddy is kind of like a an instigator you know doesn't really care mm-hmm. well, he he takes a leak in it and starts kicking it around and i forget the audio he had he'd sent it to me but I, I, I don't know if it wanted if I want if it said like die or or get out or something like that. I, I forget what it what it said, but he he posted it and someone that was watching it heard it. So they must have been listening through headphones and then filtered out the audio and then sent it back to him. And he was like, "Oh damn!" <laughs> like it was it was some crazy stuff. But that is wild. I mean you always come across some weird stuff in the woods and it's yeah. like, you know, a lot of people think you need to go far out into the middle of nowhere to find these things. And I think, I think no. they live right on the fringe of society. You know, mm-hmm. I think Why they're not? just 
free the problem right opportunistic i mean there's been i've heard encounters um right like about an hour and a half from me in like oneonta where they just you know someone that was working at a, a strip mall would see him going in the dumpster behind the place you know yeah and it's just i don't know are they a physical thing are they like it's it's such a weird yeah. topic but I, I tend to believe that if they if they were in fact like the missing link, I think we talked about this on the tavern. If they were a missing mm-hmm. link that proved evolution, the way they want us to believe evolution happened, I think that we they'd be all over the place. They'd be yep, they'd have it out. Mm-hmm. They're like, look, science is real. Da 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 da. Right. We evolved from this. And... Exactly, but I think it's kind of the opposite. I think <laughs> what you get with the Sasquatch is if you put mm-hmm. a human being out in the middle of nowhere and they're forced to figure out how to survive off the yeah. land and you know kind of like yeah i mean winter time we grow beards you know Mm -hmm. over time maybe the hair on our body will start growing longer you know Mm -hmm. over obviously hundreds and hundreds of years but or are they a being that was put here from a different alien race you know or just like because you hear biblical stories too like uh yeah the nephilim and stuff the nephilim and uh who is it esau i, I forget there's there like two sons and one was red and hairy and uh-huh. like it just makes you wonder is it just another branch yeah. of humans that just I just had uh gary wayne on on i did an interview with him tuesday i haven't released it yet i've mm-hmm. but man I, I sat there and every time i've heard him on any podcast it he melts your mind you know just with the knowledge that he drops on it and i remember just sitting there i'm like how the hell do i ask this dude a question like mm-hmm. uh, he, he's melting my mind as we, you know we're speaking like just dropping all this stuff and it's like and you know we only scratch the surface of it but you know he he brings a good point you know it, could these be you know what sasquatch are today you know and and he very well could be you know yeah. we don't know what you know like wes says we don't have one in our garage, you know, in a freezer or on a table studying the thing, you know, mm-hmm. so who knows? But and that's the thing too. Me. If, if they are a human, you know, all these people, they collect DNA samples and whatnot. It always comes back contaminated, you know, with human. Well, what if it actually is a human? Yeah. And it's human. not contaminated. Because then you go into the, the, the Nephilim and the, uh, and what have you, you know, they came down and mated with human mm-hmm. humans. So, and there's some DNA that, that they do collect that does come back. Okay. Part, you know, uh, is it the mitochron? Mitoc- yeah, I don't know, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But it comes from the mother's side of the thing. So, you know, okay. does that lead into, okay, these are a race of giants that, you know, actually did roam here and are still here on earth. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't rule anything out with this. It's just it's a mitochondrial. That's the mitochondrial. Word I was for. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, again, I, I I always liked you know the Bigfoot shows and stuff. I never, mm-hmm. but it was always kind of like, oh, maybe there's one out there. Or who knows? It could be a thing. But after that weird encounter, hearing these shows. And, and here in one that was right in my area within a mm-hmm. five mile radius, it's like, it just put a whole new perspective on it. And it just, anytime you drive through these areas, you just get this weird vibe. It just feels like, and I don't know if it's maybe just because 
I have these empath things right. <laughs> happening but too. You, you know, you pay more attention to it though. But, mm-hmm. but like even because my my wife's parents live right around that area, and it's like she's always felt uneasy in like their backyard or or like if she's like leaving their house at night or something she's like it's just you always feel like you're being watched yeah you know and where their development is where their (laughs) development is used to be woods not 20 years ago yeah and and that's with every development you know what Mm -hmm. i mean at one time you know and we just keep pushing them pushing them pushing them and uh, yeah and like you said you know could it be the empath part of me picking up on on energies yeah absolutely because you are more in tune um uh tom seawood was on my program and he he touched on that you know people go out and they don't look around aren't going to see the sasquatch peeking behind or the branch moving but people that are in tune like like you you noticed the trees started moving and there was no air and the sasquatch knows that and maybe the sasquatch knows that you're not there to hurt them but they that's their way of saying hey we're here Mm -hmm. just letting you know right and that's that's why when i saw that that cup in the middle of the thing i was like are they testing me right now like how how much do you care about this preserve are you gonna are you gonna pick this up because i mean it was pretty nasty it looked like it was right so i don't know man it's it's bizarre but that was a great episode you did with tom he's always a trip to listen to (laughs) totally like when i reached out to him like i don't know not long after i first heard him on on sasquatch chronicles and followed him on on facebook and what have you on my private account and he's like yeah i'll come on he actually wanted to uh and when i had him on you know i i didn't want to come on and be known as the bigfoot podcast because that that Wes has got that corner. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I, I don't need to, to do that, but I will have guests on that want to talk about that. But he said, you know, do you want to team up and maybe do a monthly, you know, project? He goes, I have all the, uh, what was it? Monster, is it Monster X radio? He used to be a, a host of, and he goes, I have all the audio, you know, we can release that. We can, you know, do a side project together. And I was like, yeah, we, you know, we can, you know, I said, let me get, get a little bit bigger and you know find my niche. Cause I'm, you know, I said, I'm just starting out. And so maybe I'll reach back out to him and see if he wants, maybe he'll, maybe I can get him to come on that um, thing that Randy wants to do. Cause he'd be a good one to have on. That, or even just to talk at the tavern might be a fun yeah. time too. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. You know, that's, that that's the beauty fun. of those round tables. You can just pull in guests that, you know, might mm-hmm. not, you might not want to do a full episode on, but you could just get them in with a group of people. And yeah, yeah. I try to do that with some of my, my guests like Alan. Now I know Alan, I don't think he'll do other podcasts other than mine, but mm-hmm. I did want him to get introduced to, to you guys because he has a lot to offer. And Rob said he'd come on uh, the tavern. Um, I had Stein on guy I interviewed on Wednesday um we talked uh, about tartaria and and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i went down some different rabbit holes very smart kid um i i say kid because i'm 44 and he's probably in his late 20s but (laughs) um but no he he was blast no so i you know he was in there and he was just like the whole time he's like yeah 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 you know Mm -hmm. i mean like because we had some really good topics that we um discussed and 
but yeah, like you said, you can bring anybody on, um, you know, it's talk at the tavern for a reason, you know, sit down, shoot the shit, you know, who, who knows what conversation is going to be pulled out of somebody. Exactly. And yeah, I want to try to start one. That's just like a paranormal, uh, just, just people sharing their story, you know, get a couple people on and just kind of try to break down maybe lucid dreaming or break down ghosts and just different encounters. And, but yeah, it's just, the the opportunities are endless with this type of platform and it's really oh it is like and i told matt you know he he was the inspiration behind talking to tower i was like man i love the master debaters that that's a freaking always from from episode one i was like oh man you have all these different podcasters on but it's it's not so it's not as fast as as the union of the unwanted you know right because that that could be you know i mean it's just And it's more slowed down and just, Hey, let's, you know, relax the energy, have, have a conversation. If you want to pop in, pop out, you know, whatever. And, you know, so that, that he gave me the idea for that. And, you know, obviously I'm a, I, you know, I'm a vet and I'm consider myself a Patriot. So, you know, I wanted to throw it back to the, you know, the green dragon and the, the, you know, the founding fathers. So yeah, that's kind of where it goes from there. And, you know, you've always been on, I think you've only ever missed one episode and that was, you know, last night. Mm-hmm. I know, but, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's fun. You know, I, I learn a lot of things and I honestly love going back and actually, I, I know it sounds cliche, but I, I listen to them again after I release them just because it's like, we talked a lot about a lot and I want to, I want it to sink back in, you know what I mean? Cause exactly. when you're in the moment, yeah, you're hearing it, but next thing the topic changes and you're like like, trying to keep up with it and Mm -hmm. you know like you say you know yeah i was gonna say something but we've already moved on to right we're we're, we're three topics (laughs) down now but yeah it's so funny because like i'll do an episode you know i'll record with someone and you know i'll I'll go upstairs and i'll talk with my wife and she's like so what'd you guys talk about i'm like i don't know (laughs) you got three hours Like, I don't even remember uh, this guy had this story and uh, the episode will be out in two weeks. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you yeah, know, it's, 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 it's funny. And when I even record, you know, during the week, you know, my wife goes to bed early. So I try to, you know, at least start an episode or an interview at right around five and try to wrap it up between seven, seven thirty, just so, cause I'm on the other side and getting next bedroom over. So we share a wall. Mm-hmm. and i don't want to you know be loud she gets up at two a little after two in the morning but i'll i'll come out as she's getting ready to go to bed and i'm still amped i'm like yeah you want and she's like Can, calm down i i, I know you want to talk because because you know you're coming off this you know because you know you know as well as i do you, you start getting into it and you just start feeding off the energy the energy's positive it builds and you're just like yeah you know i i, you know, I walk away i learned something new or something funny happened and you know, and she's like, we'll talk tomorrow. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? but, uh, it's, yeah. it's always a good time. I, I, I'm glad I, I'm glad I pulled the trigger and, and reached out to Ryan and said, Hey, you know, h- how do I do this? You know, I, I have a laptop. That's about all I, I, I had at the time. He's like, well, get a mic, do this. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, self-teacher some, you know, some of you know, the stuff, he, you know, and, and the rest is history and you can only get better than your last episode so exactly and like my first couple episodes i did right on my phone you know through the anchor app i mean it really 
that's what Davey does. And I was like, man, I wanted to figure out a way to get him a, a computer somehow, you know, but you know, there's other things that, that he's working on right now. Like, you know, his GoFundMe for that, mm-hmm. that little girl and what have you. So, but I don't know. I, I love the community that, that I fell into and, you know, I consider all you guys, you know, that, that we keep in contact with, you know, friends. Yeah. I, I go a step further. We, I say yeah. we're the, or you guys are like my spiritual family, you know, like yeah. oh, my, exactly. regu- my regular family. It doesn't want yeah. anything to do with me. No. You know, my, my wife, like we were on the way to, to dinner and I was like, you know, telling her about something she's like yeah it kind of scares me and i'm like well it only scares you because you don't understand it and she goes you know what you're right and she goes and that's why i have you you know she goes sometimes i think you're you're a bit crazy and you're a bit out there but then once you start explaining a little bit more i start to see it a little bit and then you know she goes but i can't i can't take it in as much as you can in one time i said babe i couldn't take it in like that years ago either you know i'd have to do it in small doses now you know i've always been into this and now being you know a podcaster like yourself you want it all it's like Mm -hmm. just flood me you know and the beauty of it is is i can always go back and listen to the audio as many times as i want because you know you have it and and or even if you're listening to another podcast like okay i'm gonna listen to that episode again because i i know there's stuff in there that i missed and Mm -hmm. You know, it's great. It's fun. It is, man. So I mean, on that like, note. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, you know, my paranormal experiences, uh, you know, I thought Davey did a good job on, on pulling it out, but Nico, we're going on almost, uh, what, two and a half hours now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but, I think that's pretty damn good for, for a guy that never thought anybody wanted to hear what, what he had to say. So. No, it's, it's, I always love talking to you ghost and people want to hear this stuff. People want to hear it because I mean, I went on the the deep share about a month ago and he just put the episode out and I've had a lot of people reach out to me after hearing that and just saying, you know, oh, I've had similar dreams like that and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, I, I truly believe every single person has had some type of paranormal or spiritual experience mm-hmm. and you know, most people just either chalk them up to a strange dream or something yeah. that, you know, they just, they put it out of their mind. They, they can't go there for whatever reason. Right. And just well, because talking of listening about to it. your podcast is what made me start thinking about why am I so scared of, you know, ET and, and gray aliens, you know, at, at a young age, it's like, you know, maybe I did have something that I don't remember. I don't know. I'm not saying I did, but I'm not saying I didn't. You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. And that's the, I mean, we'll never know. Like, how would you ever know you did a 20 and back (laughs) unless, unless you do some type of uh, regression or whatever they call it. It's, it's fascinating, man. But yeah, this was a lot of fun ghosts. We're definitely going to do this again. We'll dive into some other topics and whatnot. And once we, once we both get a little better at reading tarot, (laughs) we'll start doing some. That'd be fun. Cause you know, I'm always I, down for any type of conversation. You know me. Yeah, it's uh, just I, I kind of okay. went a little balls deep into the tarot stuff the last couple of days, and they tell you the it, one of the episodes I was listening to, and I'll send it to you. I, okay. I, and uh, the guy was saying how you should start with a regular deck of cards and see okay. what you know. Start with a because oh, that's yeah. kind of based off the tarot. They took the 22 major arcana cards out of it, and then 
you know, like the cups is hearts, the wands is clubs. They all okay. kind of tie together. And right. yeah, but when, once he said that, and again, that it could be complete garbage. I don't know. I'll have to do more studying on it. But he said, once you take that like set meaning out of it, because they all have a set meaning in little books and whatnot. And every single one of them is different. It's like, you got to really go with your intuition on this thing. And the cards will paint a picture and you just have mm -hmm. to interpret that picture. So I, I find that really fascinating. I so watched a some... cool video of a lady kind of breaking it down in that way. She's like, you got to look at the card as like uh, a movie. Like what, mm -hmm. what is the story that it's telling you? What look at the way the character is positioned, how many of, you know, say it's swords or, cups or you know whatever you know and, and apply it to you know you like mm -hmm. i was telling lux i drew the uh what was it five of was it five of swords and it was it was almost like i was gonna my marriage was gonna fail or a relationship was gonna fail and this and that and i randomly drew it like four or five times the one night and I walked out to like, it bugged me. Cause I, I walked out to my wife. I was like, Hey, I drew this right side up. Uh, is there something you need to tell me? And she's reading it. She's like, I'm not leaving you. She's like, we've been in this for too long. And she's like, I'm too old. I'm not starting over. <laughs> You're stuck with me. I was like, well, okay, good. But then Lux was like, well, you can't always think of it as like a physical marriage. Maybe, maybe it's an attachment that you have to a thought that you're married to a thought or, or whatever. And I was just like, dude, I never never thought of it that way so and obviously because i'm you know we're new to it you know right we're not we're not fully invested yet because we don't have all the knowledge to it so but yeah, yeah. Sh share share that with me and anything i come across i'll share with you for sure yeah because i i just find it so fascinating i mean these are things that like you said i was taught this is not good well mm -hmm. not technically i wasn't taught that because my my mom does some witchy shit, you know, <laughs> but like when I, when I kind of went into that uh, Hebrew roots movement that I kind of brainwashed myself into thinking all this stuff was evil. And, you know, that's the same thing Davey was in, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really fast. I mean, we could do, I, I might be doing an episode with Ryan talking about this stuff too, but we could dive into this because they, they disguise it very well as like, this is the true truth, you know, right. This is. Yeah. I'd love to have you on to talk about that myself because mm -hmm. just a little bit, I've talked with you about it and Davey, it's like, dude, it's, that's... it's a, it's, it's basically a cult in my yeah. opinion, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, um, I, I, I didn't go like Jim Jones vibe. Yeah. I didn't go <laughs> two two balls deep in it. I was just really trying to practice the stuff like live. I, I went kosher for four and a half years grew a big beard uh, was just trying to live apart from the world. Cause that's a big part of it. It's like, you don't want to be of the world. You got to be apart okay. from the world. And it's good. That, like there's some stuff that makes sense. And then there's other shit that you're just like, there's no way you can follow these laws in a modern time. Like it just, it's, no, it's ridiculous. So yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother episode. We could dive down. That is. But, <laughs> but um, yeah let's let's wrap it up here ghost this was right. a lot of fun and we will yeah, uh definitely always. do it again one more time tell them where they can find your podcast and uh find me wherever you uh download your podcast from uh apple itunes uh spotify anchor uh podbean podbean seems to take a a little bit for 
for it to jump over to Podbean after I, I upload it, but that's usually where I listen to most of my, uh, my podcast. I was turned on to that by, by Alan. He's like, you know, they don't, they seem not to censor as much. So I was like, okay. Cause before I was listening through iHeartRadio, and you know, there's podcasts that I'd hear and you couldn't even find them. I was like, well, this mm-hmm. sucks. You go to Podbean. Oh, they're right there. So, uh, yeah, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, any information, you know, to pry open someone's third eye or just, you know, just say hi, uh, my third iPod at gmail.com. Instagram's my third eye podcast. Uh, join my telegram channel. It's my third iPod t.me forward slash my third iPod and, uh, go to YouTube, hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, thank you for showing me love there. And thank you for having me on your show. And, you know, thanks for being, you know, part of the, my spiritual family as well. And a, and a friend and always good talking with you. Um, never, never had a bad conversation, always enlightened. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. And, uh, yeah, th- again, thank you. And, you know, let people know, I guess for my, my podcast, cause I'll release this after you, you release it and, uh, you know, let, let them know where they can, you know, find your great podcast. Yeah. Thanks for that too. Um, my name's Nico. My show is upstate unconventional and same as ghost. I'm on all the major platforms and you can find me on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. And that's pretty much where I answer most of people's questions and book guests and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, no ghost. Thank you so much for coming on. This was great. And yeah, I'm kind of bummed. I missed the tavern last night, but yeah, it's all good. You got to spend some quality time with with the wife. Exactly. So let's wrap it up here and we will do this again. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Yep. Good night. Night. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And that's the show, folks. If you enjoyed it, which I hope you did, if you enjoyed it, you know what to do. You can head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. Uh, You can just click the stars. That's cool. Or... What really helps is if you leave a nice little comment and uh, let me know what you like about the show. Let me know if there's anything I can improve on. Let me know if there's any like topics you want to like dive into or like specific guests you want me to try to get on. Um, but yeah, that's a great way to help this show grow is to leave a five-star review on Apple and share the show. Honestly, I mean, if you share the show with a couple friends, it's new listeners, you know, more ears and I firmly believe in word of mouth, you know, it's a great way to share podcast. I mean, anything, business, whatever. I still believe in word of mouth and post it on your social medias, whatever. But uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listened and continues to listen. It means the world to me and I will see you on the next episode.